With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo choo! Boom! Just like that! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike. With co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! That just happened! and run, check six, and all bets off. Buy for the prize while the mayor, Hannah-Laura Hanover, buys for her second straight Centaur Trotting Classic. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America live from the 2017 Hoosier Pacing Derby live from Anderson, Indiana. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. We're going to be joined by Peter Lurie here uh, momentarily. We've got the Larry Reinheimer Memorial coming up here in about... Oh, I don't know, 80 seconds or so. Uh, we're going to be joined uh, by Ayers Ratliff, Jessica Otten, and, of course, uh, Mike Bozich. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Not doing too bad, my friend. I'm back here in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios, and the Larry Reinheimer Memorial is just getting ready to go off. And, by the way, before we get into the races, Mike, I just want to remind everybody that live on our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, we have live analysis, or current analysis, I should say, of all the races uh, from Hoosier Park tonight, and uh, I hate to take credit for this, Mike, but I did pick the Daily Double and it paid a whopping $12.80, and I did not need my pen for a signature. Well, listen, it was a Trace T-Trick Daily Double. Real quick, before we uh, go any further, I know the Larry Reinheimer Memorial is coming up, and uh, we want to talk about Larry real quick. The Larry Reinheimer Memorial here at Hoosier Park, it was this day one year ago where Larry Reinheimer tragically lost his life. It was September 24th, just before his uh, famed pacer Freaky Seed Pete took to the track where Always Be Mickey uh, defeated Wiggle It Jiggle It and Freaky Seed Pete. Uh, Larry Reinheimer was the small stable of the award, excuse me, small stable of the year award winner in uh, 2015. He was the first one. The award is now named for him. This race uh, going postward is named in his honor. Let's send it upstairs to Steve Cross with the live call of race number four. It's the Larry Reinheimer Memorial from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. At the gate, gate is moving. 
race, P. Olympia London. It's the Larry Runheimer Memorial. Here they come. The golf and fixing. Passed off the gate, Belichick, alongside at Sunset Braden. Then comes Mitch McBluegrass and lagging behind here, Shushesky. 26 and 4, the opening quarter. Here comes Banachek, throttling up on the outside for Jingra. And Banachek up to engage Sunset Braden. Banachek stepping right by, clearing a length and a half. Banachek down the back stretch, but on the outside, challenging. Here comes down on Main Street. He's been out every step. Now he'll step forward and he'll take the lead. So down on Main Street, clearing to the front. Banachek back to the inside, racing at second. Sunset Breeden has been shuffled to third. Rocket Machine is out and moving first over fourth. Uncage grabs the cover and follows fifth. Elusive Image locked and shuffled sixth. Half was 55 and four as they step to the upper turn. Down on Main Street, all length. Here comes Rocket Machine. Uh, he's at his wheel now. Rocket Machine coming right up alongside down on Main Street. Side by side as they battle to the three-quarter mile marker. Banachek behind as the leader is in third. Swinging three, four wide to the outside now. As they come to the top of the stretch, it's uncaged. Three-quarters, 124-3. Midway to the stretch is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street has turned back Rocket Machine. To the inside, Banachek still there, chasing with elusive image down along the pylons. And Jesse's Western into the passing lane to the outside as they move to the wire comes Sunset Breeden, but it's down on Main Street, down on Main Street wins the Larry Reinheimer Memorial at 151 and 4. All right, that was the Larry Reinheimer Memorial uh, number. I can get to the right page here, Mike. I uh, apologize for the. Uh, down on Main Street, took him all the way. Yeah, down on Main Street. I was looking for his name, that's all. Down on Main Street, took them all the way uh, in a very big effort in the Larry Reinheimer Memorial. Well, before we go any further and talk to uh, Jessica and Ayers, we're going to bring in L- Peter Lurie. And uh, Peter, I almost got your name, name wrong there uh, for just a second. Peter is uh, one of the uh, track handicappers here. He also does some TVG work. He does some work in India. You're all over the place. Frequent flyer miles. I just came back in. We were over Canada, over Century Downs, the new track. And uh, you're right. Sometimes I'm not sure where I am, but uh, I'm in racing, and that's the important part. All right, Peter, real quick, let's talk about the two big races tonight. The Hoosier Park Pacing Derby is race number 11. And talk about a loaded field for the morning line favorite to be 7-2 to two here in Rockin' Ron. You have Delta winner, check six, uh, actually won this race. Excuse me, won uh, the Dan Patch Stakes here. Uh, just four starts back. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you see it. Yeah, well, right now, Ron Burke's got an ugly three-headed monster, and uh, I can understand if you like any one of these horses. Uh, check six, Rock and Ron, all bets off. I went with Rock and Ron. 
I honestly, I don't think you're going to get seven to two. I think it might even be higher because I think there's a lot of people that remember check six. That was a huge performance um, last time out. Or actually, I should say last three races in the Canadian Derby and that uh, and that race over at Scioto were not of the same caliber. Um, I'm not surprised at all. Yannick comes in on this one. You know, Yannick's got his choice, especially during Grand Circuit, and he's going with the up and comer. I think Rock and Ron is the one to go with. The question mark you have to ask yourself about is Mick Wicked. I've got this horse in third spot here for uh, Dave Miller and Cassie Coleman. I got a chance to talk to Dave Miller. I, I remember I really loved this horse in the day and patch. And just it wasn't a bad race, but it wasn't a good race. And he said Mick Wicked uh, came up with a quarter crack, also just was a little under the weather. So at least there was an excuse. Uh, this horse has come back, a very strong race last time out in that common race, Sciota, on September 9th. The post position is no bargain, but I still think that Rock and Ron is probably the way to go. I see it two Delta winner, the five and the 10 Mick wicket is the top three race. Number 12 is the centaur uh, trotting uh, classic and talk about another loaded field here as Hanalore Hanover attempts to, excuse me, attempts to win this race for the second year in a row. Obviously be a magician uh, won this race two years ago. The, the, the females have dominated this race the last couple of years. Uh, do you think it's a Hanalore Hanover straight shot, or do you think somebody else is a, uh, somebody else has got a shot here? Well, I'm going to use two in the race, but I think Hanalore Hanover, what a great story that would be. She would be not only the only uh, only lady to take care of the job, but she'd be the only one to win the race back-to-back, and I think that would say a lot. She's done so much. Uh, she's approaching the $2 million mark in earnings. She's fresh off two races in the Maple Leaf up at Mohawk. I love horses that come out of big races when they're coming from Canada at Mohawk because you get a seven eighths for a seven eighths. Obviously, it's a little different of configuration, but I just think that this horse is setting up perfectly. But you can't go away from Homicide Hunter, seven to two. Brett Miller, Miller's become one of the money men, especially during the Grand Circuit here. He's done exceptionally well at Hoosier Park. He does quite well at this track here. I talked to the owners; uh, they're so high on this one. Obviously, for the Crawford Farms, got a chance to meet two of the nicest people in race. Uh, they're expecting a big one, but again, they're realistic and they look at homicide. Uh, I mean, handle or Hanover and they're saying, you know what? We still got to beat her. All right, Peter. Well, listen, you got a lot of work to do. I know you're on uh, is Wish TV here tonight. Uh, no, that will be Wish the Breeders' Crown. So they'll be, be here doing the, the live feed, the world feed. Uh, Wish TV. I'm sure we'll do something from outer space. It's all going to be. <laughs> well, listen, Peter. Uh, good luck the rest of the night, and we'll see you back here, right here. Maybe not the same spot, but for the Breeders' Crown, we'll be here. See you back, and on Tuesday, this coming up Tuesday, you can see me from one to five thirty Pacific on TVG. All right, Peter. All right. Well, let's bring in the rest of our broadcast team. First up, Mike is the uh, first timer to our show. Uh, Northfield Park Track announcer Ayers Ratliff joining us, and Ayers, this is your first trip to Hoosier Park. What do you think? You know, it's my first time here ever to this track, and, you know, I tell people a lot, I haven't been to a lot of tracks, but I've been to a few tracks a whole lot of times. And when you work at a track that races 222 nights a year, uh, it's just not a lot of travel time. But it's a really nice place, and, uh, you know, really, really glad to be here and having a good time so far. And I tell you, if you're up for a good Friday night buffet, this is the place <laughs> to come. I, they got uh, some of the best prime ribbon crab legs I've ever had. Yeah, Mike, uh, we, uh, we had some prime ribbon hey, crab legs without you. That would be Jeremy Day, Mike. <laughs> so we, we get all sorts of folks coming over here. We want to bring in the fourth member of our broadcast team. She helps in the paddock, pictures. You do a little bit of it all. Jessica and Jessica, what's going on? Uh, listen, I don't know how the three of us aren't dead after yesterday, okay? I know we were all, like, brutalized in the heat. But, Jessica, we, uh, we're glad to have you back, and uh, we're looking forward to a great night of racing. 
Yes, I'm pretty excited. This is my first Suja Park Pacing Derby. It's a nice field of horses. I haven't quite looked over the race yet, but that's no surprise for me. Um, I'm going to head to the paddock and see who I can find to interview. All right. Well, those are the remaining members of our broadcast team, Mike. It's going to be a great night of live racing action. Race number five is the elevation for two-year-old Colt and Gelding Pacers, which was won by Fear the Dragon in 2016. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we've got more from the Hoosier Pacing Derby, live from Hoosier Park in Anderson, Indiana. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Mike Bozich back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. We are broadcasting live from Hoosier Park. Mike Carter is on site along with Ayers Ratliff. They are beginning to post parade for race number five on this Hoosier program for a $125,000 purse. It is uh, the elevation for two-year-old Colton Gelding Paces. And Mike, uh, you mentioned that Fear the Dragon won this race a year ago. I would have to say that this edition is a little bit more wide open. Yeah, I would have to agree with that statement. The horses are on the racetrack right now. Number one, Anna Antagonist uh, picks up a driver change here to Aaron Merriman, faced Kentucky Sire Stakes champion Grand Teton last time out and has hit the board in four of seven starts this year. 
The two is going to be rocking rusty. Uh, Irv Miller is going to send this one to post. The horse has got three out of ten wins and uh, has hit the board six times. Uh, Trace Tietrick, his normal driver, is right here at home and in the bike. Number three, J.K. Wildfire, is a half-brother to Chip Walther, who was in the Little Brown Jug yesterday, and it was also made $126,000 as a two-year-old, uh, was fourth in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes behind champion Pedro Hanover. The four is going to be closing statement, a horse that's got uh, two wins in a row, four of seven lifetime, running over $75,000. Uh, Dave Miller is going to pick up the bike, um, pick up the reins from trainer Joe Holloway. Number five, Go West, Go Fast, is a uh, speed horse that could contest the early speed. Kakeli won in his last drive at Pocono Downs with this horse and could provide a little bit of value at 14-1. to 1. Six is instructor, uh, Ricky McCumber Jr. in the bike from a, um, a very high fly-in from the jug. Ron Burke Barn is coming off of a win at Delaware, his most recent start in 155-3. and three. Number seven, Mr. Moho Ryzen has won two of three starts in his career and has only missed the board one time. Trainer Brian Brown is trying to win this event two years in a row. Uh, eight horse long shot, General Dolan going to go to... And it looks like we lost uh, Mike Carter and Ayers Ratliff. They were talking about number eight, General Dolan, horse trained by Brent Selby, John Esposito, and Bob Esposito trains for trainer Todd, uh, for driver Todd Warren, looking for his third win of the season. A seventh place finish last time, despite being used a bit at 153 and three, but General Dolan, 30 to one morning line, odds of 17 to one. Number nine, GD Western Joe. And this is a horse that I, Kind of mentioned uh, on the website, post time with com that hosts home field advantage. And uh, this is a horse that's been red hot, one of four Ron Burke horses in here. But obviously, we'll have to overcome post position number nine. Remember, Hoosier Park, the nine starts from the second tier. We're going to take a quick time out and try to get our boys from Hoosier Park, Garrett Ratliff and Mike Carter back. And when we come back, it's the $125,000 elevation for two-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your breeder's crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hambletonian.com. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as racing resumes on Friday, September 8th for two weekends of live harness racing action. Then Thoroughbred Racing begins on Friday, October 6th, 2017 and runs through November 11th, 2017. Then harness racing will resume on Friday, November 17th and run through the end of the year. For more information, simulcast schedule, and more, visit PlayMetalLand.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono is fast and phenomenal. 
Fall racing is here. We race Mondays at 4.30, Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6.30, and Sundays at 7.30. The Ghost and Poltergeist Pace is coming up. Spooky Gray Paces and a Halloween Spooktacular on October 31st. Sponsored by the Harness Racing Museum and Hall of Fame. Children in costumes are welcome. Stop by the museum gift shop in the racing lobby. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios, getting set for the elevation. Mike Carter and Ayers Ratliff, along with Jessica Otten on site. Uh, Mike Carter, the elevations getting ready to get going. Two year old Colton Gelding Paces going for a purse of $125,000. Guys, who do we like here? Listen, before uh, we, we got cut off, Ayers was actually making a really good point about uh, JK Wildfire. I'm going to go to him. You know, we were talking earlier about there's so much leaving in this race, and one that I think that is one of the better horses, even from off the pace, is the three horse JK Wildfire. And you know, honestly, at three to five, I would have to agree with the betting public. The four is definitely tough to beat in here. Closing statement coming off of a uh, win in 51 and four at a Pocono, his last race, coming off of two straight wins in a row. But the only horse that I would actually put on there that could possibly upset is the only lone maiden in the race which is the three jk wildfire so jk wildfire mike is the lone maiden it's an interesting point that you make uh, about uh, jk wildfire another horse that kind of interests me a little bit um obviously besides the four closing statement who's one two straight is the brian brown trained mr mojo risen has a uh, one two of his three starts here at hoosier park this is the first time mike that he will step up to face uh, this kind of company yeah, and we got the clock down, clock going about under 70 seconds, at least on my feed, probably closer to about 30 seconds on yours. I'm going with number five, guys. Go West, go fast, has speed. Matt Kikaley teamed up with this horse to win four starts back, was defeated by West Delight, who has beaten many of these already. I think five, go West, go fast, has speed to hang with the closing statement early on. Well, go West, go fast at 20 to 1. If you've got him in your exotics, you'd have to go fast to the to the IRS window because he's a, he's a long shot in here. Um, but they're getting ready to go to post here. The 3 to 5 um, being sent off is going to be the 3 horse, J.K. Wildfire. I'm sorry, there's a 4 horse closing statement at 3 to 5, uh, nine, 5 to 2 on the 9, and 7 to 1 on the 3. Let's send it to Steve Cross with the live call of the Elevation Stakes, live from Hoosier Park here at Anderson, Indiana. Here they come. They're off and facing at the elevation. A good even start here. J.K. Wild of Fire first to go. The punches out to take the lead. Antagonist from the inside coming away second. Robert Rusty is out to third. And he Western go early here. And Woodger will try for the lead from Torin. Closing statement back to the inside is fifth as they stop into the chair. Nico West go fast is next with instructor and Mr. Mojo Risen. The trailer is General Dolan, 27-3 for the opening quarter. And J. 
GB Western Joe still going. Here he comes to the outside. GB Western Joe takes the lead. But closing statement is on the move early. And closing statement is out to engage GB Western Joe as they move side by side down the back stretch. Closing statement on those and that a half length in front. GB Western Joe back on the inside will now take the pocket seat in second. Meantime, JK Wildfire is a third as they pass the half at 54 and 4. And closing statement leading the way to the upper turn. GD Western Joe to the inside, getting a bit of a breather there in second. JK Wildfire in the third. Antagonist right there with the hunt is fourth. Coming first up on the outside, go west, go fast, and down to the inside, Rocket Rusty. Mr. Mojo Ryzen drafting well on the outside as they swing through the upper turn instructor. Second last now, General Dolan on the back of the pack. They reach three quarters at 123. They make the turn. Closing statement leads the way. To the outside, J.K. Wildfire there to challenge G.D. Western Joe waiting for the inside passing lane. They must set an eighth of a mile to go. Closing statement clings to the lead. G.D. Western Joe down to the inside coming to him. G.D. Western Joe on the inside and closing statement to the outside. Closing statement has the edge. Closing statement will win the elevation in 150 and 4. So closing statement wins the elevation in 150 and four. Mike Bozich talk about a very nice drive, but uh, Ayers, I'll tell you what, uh, the Ron Burke training GD Western Joe just would not go away. You know, I mean, obviously Burke finished a second and third there, but you got to give every accolade you can to closing statement in this race. This horse just showed extra heart and, you know, just extra grit. And when it was time to, really dig down deep and find more. This horse had more in the tank. And, you know, his legs were burning at that uh, in the deep stretch, but he had more and uh, held on to win it. Mike, uh, what did you think here? Uh, big uh, big race by the four horse here. Yeah, closing uh, closing statement, guys, was easily the one to beat. That was a big brush last time in that Pennsylvania Sire Stakes consolation against the likes of uh, Ideal Flip and J.K. Wildfire, who made one move last uh, time at the Meadowlands and made one move once again here. But I think these were clearly the two best horses. Closing statement in G.D. Western Joe, who obviously had the home court advantage, making a majority of his starts from Hoosier Park. But closing statement is uh, very good, was very good, certainly made the closing statement. And uh, big money Dave Miller, guys. How many times have we talked about the Buckeye Dave Miller coming through in the clutch in the big races, and he lives up to that billing once again? You know, he's 52 years old, and he's got nerves of steel, and he's kind of one that he's been there, he's done that, and he can just do it time after time after time again. Uh, you know, I, as a young kid, I watched David Miller race a lot at uh, Northville Park in Cider Downs before he really went to the big time. And I tell you, he is just, just a great, great driver. Hey, hey Mike, if uh, I'm not sure if you can hear me or not, but the uh, foreclosing statement about to return back to the Witter Circle. Talk about a jubilant Witter Circle. And if you've never been to the Hoosier Park Witter Circle, it's uh, pretty big. And Ayers, I'll tell you what, from our broadcast location, it looks like uh, about half the crowd is in the, uh, is in the Winter Circle. There's a lot. There's a lot of people out there. That's for sure. I think half of Anderson is here too, uh, you know, to root this this horse on. And you know, obviously they thought that they had a big shot. Everybody thought that they had a big shot. The betting public thought that they had a big shot, and everybody was right because the horse really won. And I, it's probably closer on paper than it really is in uh, you know real life because this horse really looked like he was he was the best when they crossed the finish line. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. 
Okay, just making sure you're still there. Uh, David Miller uh, had a big couple of days. Let's take a, a very, very quick timeout. Let's uh, let's let the connections get in the winter circle. When we come back, we'll have winter circle reaction live from Hoosier Park. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as racing resumes on Friday, September 8th for two weekends of live harness racing action. Then Thoroughbred Racing begins on Friday, October 6th, 2017 and runs through November 11th, 2017. Then harness racing will resume on Friday, November 17th and run through the end of the year. For more information, simulcast schedule and more, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Congratulations to the Connections and the winner of the 2017 Elevation from Hoosier Park. Number four closing statement picking up his fifth career win. This puts him at earnings uh, right around the $135,000 mark. Trainer Joe Holloway for owner Valdior Farms, Rohan Stables, and Ted Gorns. I believe Mike Carter is standing by with an interview of some sort. Mike, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, Mike, can you hear me okay? I got you, buddy. All right, we're, All right. In, we're in the winter circle with Ted Gewertz. And, Ted, uh, let's talk a little bit about closing statement. Closing statement has won three straight races thus far, uh, won the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes Consolation, the Reynolds, and now here tonight at the Elevation, a race that Fear the Dragon won last year in 150 and 4. How impressive was closing argument? Well, he was look- I don't know how impressive, but he was gutty, I'll say that. He was uh, at some stretch tool there. We weren't sure he was going to win, quite frankly. Now, <laughs> now, obviously, in the stretch, he had to fight off uh, G.D. Western, Joe, and J.K. Wildfire, and had to prove that he had some heart. Is this the first time he's uh, really been kind of tested to that level and had to show that heart? Well, like that, although yeah, his last race, I don't know, his last race, when he opened up seven lengths, so that wasn't really a, a test. And uh, he just had two and two bad races in his career. Uh, otherwise, he would have been in the Pennsylvania Finals, as it was. He was in the uh, Consolation. But his last race, he beat the horse that came in second in the 
Pennsylvania final. So, you know, yeah, we think he's pretty good. He can he probably can go with any of the two year olds so far. Somewhere we can see. All right, Ted. Well, congratulations to all the connections, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back here uh, maybe next year in the uh, Dan Patch. We hope to see you after the uh, ninth grade. All right, congratulations, guys. Mike, back to you guys. All right, thank you very much, Mike Carter in the winner's circle with winning owner Ted Gawern. Sarah's, let's bring in, let's uh, do some prices real quick. Closing statement, taking care of business, $4.240 and $2.10. Number nine, GD Western, Joe, two eighty, two eighty, And a uh, horse that we talked about is right before the uh, race a little bit, uh, right when you cut off, actually, is what we were talking about. General Dolan, eight sixty to show, and I think that spruced up the 50-cent try a bit, $37.40, the exact at nine even, and the dollar. I'm super $38.96. But once again, you know, Air, sometimes you can't really look for value. Sometimes you just have to take what they give you. And I think closing statement in GD Western Joe was certainly the two best horses in the race. You know, Ron Burke with the uh, three horse, JKU Wildfire and the, uh, you know, the nine GD Western Joe definitely was coming inside and outside, taking every shot he could at closing statement. And, you know, he just couldn't, couldn't get the job done. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, racing luck decides a race, but sometimes the best horse just wins. And that's what happened there. The best horse just simply won. Certainly. So uh, congratulations once again to the connections of closing statement. And, you know, guys, uh, Joe Holloway, uh, the trainer, has got another very, very outstanding horse coming up in race nine, a two-year-old Philly Pacer, a Philly Pacer that – uh, really got a lot of accolades on the very first time that she stepped on a racetrack in a qualifier at the Meadowlands Rainbow Room, and she has gone on, I think, to earn her hype. She has won five of six. She's only got one second. She'll be in action in race nine. The Jate Lobel for two-year-old Philly Pace is going for a purse of $200,000. She's going to be a very stout favorite. So uh, once again, trainer Joe Holloway is uh, certainly bringing some horses, uh, the young horses, uh, the wars that are very very good so look forward to her in race number nine but guys uh, we kind of went into the larry reinheimer memorial really quick and uh, once we got on the air but set the tempo set the stage a little bit i understand that you guys had some rain uh not too much before post time yeah listen we went into emily gaskin's office mike and when we came out it was sun- it was airs you can agree with this it was sunshining when we went into that office Yes, yes. The you know the weather here was definitely odd today. Um, we went into the office. It was sunshine, and then all of a sudden, air, air sneezed, and the, the sky just opened up. I don't know what happened. You know, we actually said on when we were pulling in, there was one gray sky, and we're like, you know, we don't think it's going to rain today, but uh, you know, it definitely could. And then you know, the skies opened up, and it and it poured for a little bit, but it actually in, ended up. It's a really nice night out here. It's a really nice, a nice little cool breeze. And, uh, you know, right after the rain, it was really muggy, but it's a really nice night as far as as we sit here at at 8 o'clock anyway. But as we've seen earlier, the weather can change. That's for sure. Well, Mike, we got the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. And Ayers and I did a little bit of research uh, before coming on the air. Uh, The Ryan Wilcox Memorial named for uh, the race secretary's cousin, here at Hoosier Park, uh, who uh, tragically passed away. And, uh, you know, a bunch of these races tonight, airs we realized are named after different types of things. There's actually one later tonight that's named for, uh, I, I believe you, you're, you're in with Disney a little yes, bit, you know? Yes. So, so it's named the Jedi. And we, we asked Emily, you know, is there something behind it? 
and and there wasn't anything behind it. The guy just loves Star Wars. Right. She said he just loves Star Wars. They're coming out of the track now for the uh, sixth race. Upcoming sixth race is the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. They're chasing a purse here of $20,000. A field of 10 will go to post here in the sixth race. Um, I definitely win play show. Exact of 50-cent trifecta, 10-cent superfectas here at Hoosier Park. All right, let's take a look at the field. The one rambling, gambling man. Uh, coming out of the non-winners of 5,000 last four series, actually probably uh, the Ryan Wilcox series here. Uh, finished six, missing five lengths, but come home in 26 and four. Airs this horse has the ability to charge home in less than 27 seconds on a regular basis. Number two, uh, Mr. Indiana. Charles Taylor sends this one to post. Puts Brandon Bates in the bike. A, a second place finish last time, last time out from post number six. Draws a two-hole tonight. Number three is hashtag swag and airs currently at 22 to one on the board. Six to one morning line uh, has hit, won three of 18 races this year and has hit the board in five starts. This four-year-old gelding by man heart has a mark of 150 and four. Last time out, a uh, beaten favorite, the four horse JK willpower is uh, nine to two on the board right now. A, an eight-time winner lifetime, running of over $600,000. Uh, Jeff Culliford training over a 300 training average with almost 400 starts on the meet. Uh, puts David Miller in the bike. Number five, Mike, is Winwood Mac, and is trained by Ron Burke and owned by the Burke Racing Stable and Weaver Brissemi. Uh, Todd Warren picks up the drive here. Ayers has won two straight races and is the three-to-five choice. Tim Teacher comes in and drives the six-horse Sir Mamo. Um, Jamie McCumber is the trainer. Came home in 26-3, and three, a hard-charging fourth last time out, and is currently at 13-1. to one. All right, number seven is Jackson Rockin, and this four-year-old horse by Rockin Image is owned by Ernest Gaskin. And check out the ownership name here, Ayers. There's uh, Ernest and... And Emily. She, she, she's walking around. We missed her. She just went inside. I could have asked her about her horse. Emily Gaskin part owns the seven Jacks of Rockin. Uh, was fifth from post to seven the last time out and didn't really uh, show a whole lot. But against this group, two starts back was a winner. It's going to be a little bit tough here tonight. Another beaten favorite last time out was the eight horse Shooter's Dream. Finished third, 150 and four. John DeLong back in the bike. This horse is currently at 10 to one. There's a horse that we've seen a couple of times. The nine is meant to be a shooter. Another Ron Burke trainee was fifth against this group after setting the fractions last time out. Goes from Peter Wren to Yannick Jingra. Pretty big driver change here. 27 to 1. A big uh, driver change and a big uh, big time odds. All right. The 10 horse, uh, Rocky Z Tam. Uh, Ricky McCumber Jr. in the bike was a winner with this horse last time out at 5 to 1. And he's 23 to 1 on the board as we speak. All right, that's the field for the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. Uh, Mike, has you uh, had a chance to take a look at this race at all? Absolutely, and it's on our website. Uh, my analysis of the Hoosier Park Cards tonight. Post time with Mike and Mike.com of the Handicappers Corner section. And I got to tell you guys, uh, I was looking forward to more of a price on number five, Windwood Mac, who's currently three to five on the board. And this is a horse that has really put together good efforts in his last two starts, and Todd Warren's in the bike tonight, and uh, I think this is a horse that's got a lot of speed. I don't think there's a whole lot of speed in this race. I think five Winwood Mac has a big opportunity to win, but boy, I'll tell you what, a three to five, you might want to look elsewhere. You know, number two, Mr. Indiana, if you want to get fancy in the gimmicks, this is a horse that finished second to Winwood Mac last time, left four position. Looks like uh, that uh, this horse tripped out a little bit, but that might certainly be the case once again here today, because the one Ramblin' Gam Man, 
Indiana. Doesn't appear to have a lot of speed from the pylon, so I think, too, Mr. Indiana can eke out a good trip again. And uh, if you're looking elsewhere in the exotics, maybe to try to uh, spruce things up, number three, hashtag swag, second time, Trace Tietrich. A lot of times, uh, or second time in a row, Trace Tietrich, I should say, and a lot of times, guys, uh, the second time in a row driver uh, is a better angle than first time a decent driver because they get to know the horse and they get, uh, you know, just a, a trip around the track with the horse. And hashtag swag was roughed up pretty good that first quarter last time and uh, that half. So maybe with a little bit of a better trip early on, three hashtag swag can be around 21 to one. So I think the two and the three are the value behind the five Winwood Mac, but I think five Winwood Mac is easily the one to beat here. Now, you just had indicated earlier you thought the five would get higher odds. What what did you anticipate him going off? <laughs> well, I was kind of – well, was, first of all, the five-to-one morning line is looking very, very ripe. So maybe I, got, maybe I got the solution to buy the morning line. But you know what? We're headed in the right direction, guys, six to five. Actually, I was kind of hoping for five to two. But you know what? That still may materialize because uh, I do think for J.K. Wilpon is going to take some money. First time Dave Miller, and he's right. starting to. For trainer Jeff Colifer, uh, I do think uh, three hashtag swag will get some money as uh, it goes on, and eight shooters dream will get some money as it goes on. You know, shooters dream was a horse that was battling opens just four starts ago and invites five starts ago, going up against likes of my kind of chip and new talents and pretty nice horses. So I'm kind of surprised at him being eight to one, but I think five win will Mac could drip up, drift up a little bit, maybe not to the five to one, but maybe to the five to two, uh, two to one range. Hey Mike, while your horse is paying two twenty, I'm gonna go for a twenty one to one shot on the nine meant to be shooter. Uh meant to be right. shooter picked up a pretty big uh, driver change from a uh, Peter Wren to a uh, Yannick Jingra. Uh didn't fare too out uh, too well uh, against uh, this group last time out, did set the early fraction, set some pretty uh snappy fractions, not the super fastest, but did set some pretty quick fractions. Uh has faced open one and two company here at uh Hoosier Park. Uh, Jessica, have you taken a look at this? Uh, taken a look at this at all? Maybe uh, give us uh, your post-time pick, or you know, somebody maybe like their name or something. You know, I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. I know you're not a handicap racist, but I uh, give us a shout out as to uh, who you like here. Uh, I like number eight, Shooter's Dream, um, coming out of the Jeff Colifer barn, just because I've watched his horse race a long time, and he's a classy old horse. I know the outside post probably hurts him a little bit here, but there should be a lot of front end speed, so hopefully he can close on the end of it, because he shows 27 and 3, 27 and 4, 27 and 3, 26. So he should be okay at the end of it. I think he's an excellent handicapper because that's who I'm on too. A horse that I, you know, I'm I'm kind of an across the board better if I'm going to put my money down. I think the eight can definitely hit hit the ticket. Get if he gets some racing luck, I think he could get the job done. He was the favorite last time out, so obviously, um, you know, he does have some support from the betting public here. But he's currently a five to one. Uh, we're going to send it up here. They're lining up behind the gate for the Ryan Wilcox Memorial. We're going to send it right on up here to track announcer Steve Cross. Hashtag swag to the inside is sixth. J.K. Willpower next in seventh. 
Sir Mamo to the inside at eight, followed by Shooter's Dream and meant to be Shooter. 26-3 for the opening quarter. Wood Mac up front and in charge, leading two legs. Mr. Indiana to the inside, racing in second by two. Jack's a rocket, forced to take a seat back at the third spot here. Ramblin' Gamblin' Man gathering fourth. The fire comes Rocky Zetam. He's underway from fifth now. Flushing and following the cover is Sermamo. They hit the half. 54 to come. Whitwood Mac leads the way to the puncture. Mr. Indiana still there racing in second as Rocky Zetam makes his way up into contention third. Just off the cover to the outside. That's hashtag swag. Back to the inside. Jack's a rocket now. Locked in. Ramblin' Gambleman follows to his outside. J.P. Willpower. Down low at Shooter's Dream. Arriving at three quarters. It's Whitwood Mack, who's led from the start. 121-4. Past three quarters. To the outside. Rocky Z-Tam. Rocky Z-Tam took a short lead. Rocky Z-Tam a half length now. Whitwood Mack on the inside. Racing in second and down into the passive lane comes Mr. Indiana down low it's Jackson Rockin coming to the wire Mr. Indiana has taken the lead Mr. Indiana Mr. Indiana and a heart charging rambling gambling man and a host of others in 150 it's a photo win. hey Mike uh, was it the 150-1 and one, the 152 or the 150 flat that you said no I'm totally kidding 150 uh, flat here a tight photo on the line Mike well, we mentioned number two, Mr. Indiana. He was actually my second choice. I thought five Winwood Mac uh, was going to live up to that hype. But uh, Mr. Indiana with a great effort, 22 to one on the board. And uh, once again, if you're a value seeker and, you know, Winwood Mac, you were hoping maybe to get five to two, three to one, seven to two. If you see you're going to get less odds than what you want to give, then you have to go to your second and third selections. In this case, it was uh, Mr. Indiana. Uh, number two and the number three hashtag swag and two Mr. Indiana uh, kind of came through a 22 to one. Uh, obviously we didn't have them on top, but uh, I guess we can kind of take credit because we picked them second on post time with Mike and Mike.com. But uh, nonetheless, hey, uh, hey, we'll take it any way we can get it. Right, Mike? Listen, listen. So th- th- this horse is the Michigan, Michigan connections for big ticket baits and uh, the newest member of the Buckeye state. That's right. Newest member of the Buckeye State, Chucky Taylor. I mean, Chuck Taylor is, I'll tell you what, he is uh, a fantastic, fantastic guy, Chucky Taylor. And uh, I'll tell you what, he was, he's been involved in quite a few racing accidents, a real bad one. I remember on uh, Back to the Track Night at uh, Hazel Park. Uh, good grief. It was probably going back. Uh, Gosh, probably around 2010, 2011. So Chucky Taylor's uh, certainly been around the block, a great longtime Michigan horseman. It's good to see him uh, pick up the win here with Mr. Indiana for trainer for red driver Brandon Bates. Bill Rice Racing owns, uh, of course, with uh, part owner Charles Taylor. It was the fifth career or fifth win of the season for Mr. Indiana and uh, got the $20,000 purse, which puts him at earnings of uh, roughly $72,000 or so. So congratulations to those connections. We're going to take a quick timeout, and when we come back, we'll have more on this very special edition of Post Time with MikeAndMike.com. We're broadcasting live from Hoosier Park, all in preparation of a big free-for-all pace, the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be right back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. 
Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Want to sport the coolest breeder's crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with uh, Mike Carter, Rez Ratliff, and Mike Carter, are now live at the beautiful Hoosier Park. They've been live at beautiful Hoosier Park as uh, number two, Mr. Indiana, upset to 22 to 1. Nice price, guys, and uh, nice prices in the race number six, guys. Listen, these our horses uh, fared better than your two twenty shot. That's all. That's all I have to. All I have. Well, Mister A. Well, guys, come on. Mister Indiana was my second pick. By the way, real quick, I do have prices forty seven twenty, fourteen eighty, seventeen sixty to show. How about number one, guys? The rambling, gambling man, forty nine dollars the place. Matt Kakeli in the bike for crying out loud. Twenty one sixty to show. Seven jacks are rocking. Eight sixty to show the exact. Uh, not, Mike Carter, I know you've got this. You're just not telling anybody. Eight hundred forty-four dollars twenty cents. The fifty cent try. I know airs. You're all over this one. Five thousand four hundred forty-two dollars ninety cents. The dime super three thousand one hundred nineteen dollars eighteen cents. The fifty cent pick three. $57.35. They must have went chalk chalk with Mr. Indiana. But the 50 cent pick four was nice, guys. $633 even. So uh, I'll expect my free dinner if uh, any of you guys were successful in that particular event. You know, I, you, know you had taken credit that you mentioned that horse earlier. And, you know, I got to give you accolades. He finished second. The only time I mentioned the horse was in the post parade because <laughs> I didn't like the horse at all. But that's why that you run the races. And that's why that. That, that there are odds because I, you know, I would have had to go very, very deep to come up with, honestly, the one or the two. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, listen, sometimes, and I'll tell you what, the way the night is gone, it has been kind of a chalk fest. And a lot of times, I think that wears on a gambler. 
a little bit. I mean, if you see chalk and chalk and chalk and chalk, I think you get to that mindset where you're like, okay, we've got to go chalk, maybe try to create some value underneath. And then all of a sudden, something like this happens where, uh, you know, Winwood Max out there battling the whole way, and uh, he gives away about mid-stretch. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes everybody else, Mr. Indiana Ramblin' Gambling Man, Jack Zorakin. So, you know, like I say, sometimes the flow of the night, you see the flow of the prices, that can affect the gambler. But uh, you can't let it get you. I mean, if you like value, you got to go for it. And no, other, uh, if you're a value player, you're connected here. The other flow of the night is that there's been a lot of horses on the front end hold on to win. And, you know, somewhere in between uh, – the last two races they put some elmer's glue down halfway down the stretch because the horse on the front end absolutely hit it and just could not take another step forward it seemed like and just you know threw it into reverse about halfway up the stretch you know it's interesting you say that garnett barnsdale actually just tweeted us he said the track has been lightning fast uh, since the start deep closers really deep closers haven't really had much of a chance so uh, i'll tell you what anybody who has any lick of speed or anybody who could potentially make the lead guys could very well show up and win tonight race number seven mike is the kentuckiana management for two-year-old the philly trotters it's the muscle mess and uh i'll tell you what um Airs. Uh, this is a pretty. This is a pretty loaded. This is a pretty deep field. Uh, you have some kindergarten horses. You got some Pennsylvania sire stake horses. Uh, Kentucky sire stakes horses. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, before we went on the air actually with Alan Michelle Crawford and uh, the Kentucky sire stakes program is kind of prospering right now with the uh, with the new rules and stuff that you can be dual eligible and uh, it's uh, it's definitely helping them out a little bit. Absolutely, and it's given them horses that they wouldn't have had otherwise and you know they were coming down with some you know just few horse fields in there in all of their in all their stake races so this definitely has made their program you know more profitable for the owners and for the betters all right mike well the two hundred forty thousand dollar kentucky at a stallion management for two-year-old philly trotters is up next talk to us a little bit about a couple of the horses you've seen in this field uh, obviously those that have been racing the pennsylvania sire stakes uh, circuit have uh, definitely been on on your track on excuse me on your track just a few times well the horse that sticks out to me guys and uh, pay attention because i'm gonna tell you how to pronounce it is number nine Basquia. And this is a horse that uh, has won two straight. Last time I saw her at Harris, Philadelphia, back in early August, she had the lead there at the top of the stretch. She was coming well uncovered. She had the lead, and she was outclosed by Zoe B. And uh, I'm not really sure if Basquiat just kind of fell asleep there, but it looked like she had the race won, and Zoe B was able to uh, take care of business there. But Basquiat has since rebounded. Uh, with two straight wins in the kindergarten, and now you get first-time Yannick Shingra. Now, keep in mind, Jimmy Tank is sending a three-headed monster here, including uh, one of the prohibitive, uh, or should be the one of the prohibitive favorites right now, 7-2 to two on the board. I think it's good value on two. Dab Hanover, who has a lot of speed from the inside and has looked very impressive. I thought that was a breakout race for her last time. And uh, he also sends out number six, Swing at Kathy, who he's driving himself, probably will be the longest of the three right now at 57-1. to one. But I like number nine, Basquia. The current favorite is four, Hey Blondie. And uh, I'm not sure. Basquia beat her last time, and uh, she really didn't have too bad of a trip. I thought she had every opportunity and uh, just never could catch. So uh, I think number nine, Basquia's got a shot. First time Yannick Shingra on this horse, guys. That's big. 
my, my only problem with the nine Buskia, I'll tell you what, that's a heck of a price to play first time Yannick Jingra coming from trainer Jimmy Tactor. But uh, since they do go nine across with one to the inside on the second tier, the 10 horse uh, custom can tab kind of hurts uh, Basquiat's chances, if you ask me. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Eric, we're going to go through the field for the Kentucky Etta Stallion, manager for two-year-old uh, Philly uh, Trotters, and talk about a loaded field again here. We'll get to that here in just a moment. The one is follow streak. And Follow Streak is owned by Andy Miller Stable and Dumaine. Julie Miller trains Andy Miller in the bike. It's only won one start this year. Uh, currently at 30 to 1. It's going to be a tough trip here for the one Follow Streak. Two is Dab Handover, one of three coming into this race for trainer Jimmy Tactor. Um, Marcus Johnson is in the uh, bike there and uh, coming off of two straight wins from the Meadowlands. Number three, Miss Naughty as Hill. I'll tell you what, Steve Cross is going to have a heck of a time saying this name here. Uh, is uh, trained by uh, Jeff Edwards, was second uh, at, De- at Delaware, Ohio County Fair just a couple of days ago. Raced to the Kentucky Sire Stakes against some pretty good horses and just really didn't fire. Uh, the four, Hey Blondie, coming in for uh, Chuck Sylvester, Andrew McCarthy in the bike here. This horse has five straight on-the-board finishes coming off of a uh, third place last time from the Meadowlands, but one that's made over $100,000 already in just seven starts. Number five is Meadowbrook Grace and is trained by the Irv Miller Stable has won three races this year, including two of her last three airs. Uh, added first time Lasix, uh, two starts back and uh, proved to be a strong winner. But the big thing here uh, looks to be the addition of Trotting Hopples. Trotting Hopples really seems to have helped out uh, Meadowbrook Grace, who gets Trace Dietrich tonight. Six horse swing at Kathy. Uh, Jimmy Tactor trains and drives this one. The um, winless in uh, so far in six starts and is the um, long shot tactor entry in here number seven is bill's lady owned by john Bo- or excuse me, trained by john boot and shane was second just missing by a neck in the kentucky uh, excuse me in the two-year-old race at the meadows uh was third in the pennsylvania sire stakes consolation gets a tough draw to the outside but picks up tim tetrick who is uh, back in the bike after mike wilder drove last time out Dan Shetler trains and drives the eight-horse Passionate Mist, a, a long shot here, 39-1, to 1, coming off of a um, eighth-place finish in the Kentucky Sire Stake Final. Basquiat is a pretty nice price, uh, currently sitting at 10-1. to 1. I think we forgot to hit our move. No. All right, guys, we're talking about number eight, Passionate, passionate Miss, for a trainer driver, Dan Shetler, and she's obviously going to be a long shot at 42-1. to 1. Number nine, Boskia, we talked about her. She's won two straight. I thought those two wins were very, very good. We talked about the race back in, uh, on August 10th at Harris, Philadelphia, where she finished second, was outclosed by Zoe B. And number 10 is Custom Cantab. And, guys, she brings a little bit of a home court advantage. She has been chasing a very tough Osoe which she beat five starts back and she will start from the second tier and guys trainer chris beaver can be very very tough we're going to take a time out when we come back it's the muscle mass for two hundred and forty thousand dollars on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america every dream has a start and this one is ours to trot and pace fast faster than all the others and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks, return on investment, 
comes in second. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. Back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. Mike Carter, Rams Ratliff, Jessica Otten live on site. We're getting ready for race number seven on this stakes jammed Hoosier Park uh, Friday card going for a purse of $240,000. It's the muscle mass of field of 10. And guys, I have to say that at six to one, Basquia is very, very doable here. Uh, there's a couple of horses I do want to mention though, guys, before I throw it back to you. Seven bills late was a second-place finisher in the Keystone last start at the Meadows. was a heavy favorite, made a brushing move, and just lost in 56-4. and four. Now, the third-place finisher, Fish is Fish, was very impressive in the Liberty Bell win here today at Harris, Philadelphia. And uh, Bill's Lady does get Tim Tietrick back in the bike, and trainer John Bootenshane is red, red hot right now. So seven Bill's Lady at 7-1 is certainly one to consider, guys. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a little questionable about Basquia from post number nine, Mike. Again, a custom can tab in post number 10, which starts from the second tier and airs. We've seen it so many times. And granted, this is a seven, eight mile track, not a half. Uh, obviously, things work out a little bit differently. But I got a feeling that Basquia is going to have to really step on the gas to get to the top spot. You know, Mike, I got to tell you, first of all, I'm glad that you said the horse's name because if it would have come to Northfield without you doing that, me being the Ohio hillbilly would have said Basquia. Um, however, I'm on the 10 horse. The 10 horse is 20 to 1. Sometimes I think there's a horse for course, and this horse is right here at home. This horse has never missed a ticket. And, you know, like I said last time, I think this horse is a good value play for your exotics. But with the right trip, the 10 horse custom can tab could step up and get the job done. All right. They are about to go to the gate uh, here at, I almost said here at Northfield Park, <laughs> here at Hoosier Park Racing and a Casino. A big field in the Kentucky and a Kentucky at a stallion management for two-year-old Philly Trotters, a purse of $240,000. Here is Steve Cross with a live call of race number seven. Trotting Phillies. Field 10, lining up, moving in. At the first turn, pull. Here they come. 
It's the muscle mass. They're off and in trotting. From the center of the track is Nadia Hill of the lead alongside Metabrook Grace and from the front side, Basquan. Follow straight to the inside, comes away fourth as they step out past the stands of Dan Hanover fifth. Custom Ken Tap to the inside is Sick Bill's Lady to the outside, trots into seventh. Eight Blondie, next to Nate, Swinging Kathy at the trailer is Passionate Miss. Past the quarter, 27 seconds flat, and to the outside of Family Basquan. Basquan now stepping forward, she'll clear a length. Whatever Grace to the inside will trot in second. Is Naughty as still on the inside is third, Follow Streak is next. Trotting in fifth and uh, out and moving. And here comes Deb Hanover, flushed and followed by Bill's Lady. Kate Lobby on the outer flow as well. Moving up between horses, swing it happy. Action missed to the inside. They hit the half, 56 and 2. And up front for the lead, it's Meadow Brook Grace. Meadow Brook Grace by a length and a half, too. That's quad to the inside, dropped in second. Ms. Naughty S. Hill on the inside, still third. And now to the outside, moving first over. Dan Hanover is underway fourth. Funnel streak to the inside is trapped in the fifth to her outside. As they move midway to the upper turn, swing it Kathy, the cover the three-quarter mile marker. And up front, it's Meadowbrook Grace, the Swan Chili leads. 1.25, one past three quarters. Meadowbrook Grace by a length of a half, two. Best squad angles to the outside is on the attack in second. From the back is Ms. Naughty as Hill with less than a 60 to go. Best squad to the outside, forging to the lead. Meadowbrook Grace to the inside, trots in second. And here comes the heart charge. Custom Cantab to the outside. And on the grandstand side, hey, Blondie, but it's Basqua. Basqua will win in 153 and 4. You know, I really hate to admit it when Mike is right, but I'll tell you what, Basquia raced absolutely fantastic in this race. You know, Mike, I'll tell you what, if you guys would have been able, and this is, this is, this is why watching live racing and watching replays is very important. If you would have seen Basquiat Zeppard back on August 10th and then watched her develop at the Meadowlands, this was a pretty easy selection, guys. And, uh, you know, then you get first-time Yannick Shingra to boot. Number 10, Custom Cantab rally very nicely for place. So I hate to bla- uh, brag, but on um, post time with MikeAndMike.com, if you'd have been following along, you'd have that ice-cold exact, and it's going to pay good, guys. Well, there you go. That was a track record performance um, here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Um, Yes, Mike, to answer your question, I am going to go into the winter circle here momentarily. I'm actually going to follow uh, Jessica in that way. She's uh, helping us take some photos. She's doing a great job on it. She looks like a professional, doesn't she? She's got, you know, got to look the part. You know, she's trying anyway. Absolutely. All right, number nine, Basquiat wins. It's a Mike Bozich top selection, six to one on top of twenty-six to one. You and Ayers were all over this, exactly. And I'll tell you what, you guys should have played it for five or ten bucks. This thing's gonna come back huge. You know, all you had to say was you loved the nine. You were just looking for a horse to complete the exact, and you and I would have really cashed big. Yeah, that you know what, listeners, would have, could have, should have. That's all. That's all I can say. But uh, listen, when I get a winner, I'm uh, extremely happy. But nonetheless, congratulations to the connections of Boskia and Ayers. Custom Cantab raced very big, and I'll tell you what, this is something that maybe if you're handicapping at home and if you're playing at home, this is something maybe you could look forward to. Home 
court advantage means a lot, especially on a racetrack like Hoosier Park. And I thought you brought up a great point with custom Cantab uh, and home court advantage. This horse lost four straight times to Oh So Easy. Oh So Easy has been racing very, very well, just uh, beating Indiana Sire Stakes competition very, very well. And, uh, you know, listen, home court advantage proved very, very good for custom Cantab. And these are the kind of horses there that you want especially you want to take a chance with them on top, of course, because you don't want to miss the big payday. But, Ayers, you also want to put these horses underneath because they make for juicy exactties, as you're going to see here. Absolutely. And, you know, and even to know a little bit, uh, you know, Custom Custom Cantab is a horse that um, is trained by Christopher Beaver, who yeah. I'm almost certain trains at the Delaware County Fairgrounds. So she's she gets around a half-mile track every day of her life and so when she comes to you know to a big track which is not something you can say about every two-year-old philly trotter it's one that you should be able to count on that she's going to stay stay flat but uh you know the nine race superb from the nine hole you can't take anything away from her hey guys another another winner to note that was on the front end uh of course the give and go was there but basquiat had to win this race on the front end yeah, and once again, uh, give her a lot of credit. The two-year-old filly by Cantab Hall wins Song's Legacy. Uh, that's not my name, taking the $240,000 uh, muscle mass. Kind of uh, surprised by Dab Hanover, a 6-5 no-show. And another horse that, that kind of surprised me, Bill's Lady didn't really race all that well, too. I thought she'd be uh, a little bit better. But it was a pretty deep field. It was a very good field. And uh, the payoff is going to prove it. And we've got the prices up there now, $14 hey, uh, to win. Go ahead, Mike. I hate to interrupt you. I got Christina Tactor in the winter circle. Go ahead, Mike. Jimmy Tactor, he had a he had three in that race, so you know couldn't make it to the winter circle. But Basque is a pretty good horse. That uh, talk to us a little bit about the owners. They're not from the United States, obviously. From Sweden, and he would really like to be here, but it's a long travel. So I'm sure he's watching by the TV, and he's very happy. He's he's definitely watching. Well, congratulations, Christina, and hopefully uh, we'll see you guys back here. Uh, hopefully soon. Yes, I hope so. Thank you. All right, guys, back to you. That was Christina Tactor, uh, the wife of trainer Jimmy Tactor. You know, Jimmy All right, Tactor, $14 to win for uh, Bosky. Uh, uh, 17.47.20 to place for Custom Cantab. Hey, Blondie was closing in the late stages, 3.60. Exact at $125.20. I, I, yeah, I don't know about that, guys. I, I was hoping for a little bit more. I was hoping we'd get closer to the, the $200 range. The trifecta paying close to 1000 I didn't quite see what the rest of the payouts were, but uh, nonetheless, they were fairly healthy. And congratulations to uh, Jimmy Tactor, who, uh, I'll tell you what, he always brings them ready. M9 Bosquia. The moneymaker is next. Three-year-old Philly Trotters. And guys, this at first look, this is a good field of seven for $160,000. And guys, at first look, that's all money. Should win this race, the three. Another Jimmy Tactor horse. But I think the X's are going to scare a lot of people away. And if you look at the early odds board, I think that's a correct assessment because that's all money right now is six to one. You know, the horse definitely has all the ability to win, but, you know, these, like I say, these, uh, you know, these young Philly trotters, they do run run sometimes, and, um, you know, she's one that can definitely step it off, and she was, uh, you know, a, a heavy favorite last time out, and, you know, definitely disappointed, so it's her time to get some redemption to her backers. Yeah, right, I think 
Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> oh, go ahead. We're just nine nine minutes to post. I, I hear you laughing over there. Go ahead and say what you got to say. No, I, I was I was just looking at the X's. I mean, you know, I'll tell you if you look at two, three, four starts back for that's all money. I mean, it looks really, really good. But boy, I'll tell you what, you see those X's in the last line, and that just boy, that kind of makes you sweat a little bit. I mean, it just makes you sweat a little bit, especially like Aaron said when it comes to uh, young trotters. Boy, who just. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweating a little too much over there, Mike. I am sweating. You know what? Listen, I've got my offshore. Uh, uh, I've got my uh, account wagering up. Uh, you know, and, and my Bet America account, and uh, I don't know. I'm starting to get cold feet. I'm starting to get cold feet, guys. Well, listen, uh, real quick before we uh, go. All right. Well, anyway, uh, so that is coming up. Race number eight, the moneymaker for three-year-old Philly Trotters. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll set the stage. Don't forget the Hoosier Pacing Derby is coming up, and also Huntsville is in action as well. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono is fast and phenomenal. Fall racing is here. We race Mondays at 4.30, Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6.30, and Sundays at 7.30. The Ghost and Poltergeist Pace is coming up. Spooky gray paces and a Halloween spooktacular on October 31st. Sponsored by the Harness Racing Museum and Hall of Fame. Children in costumes are welcome. Stop by the museum gift shop in the racing lobby. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, Ayers Ratliff, and Jeff Gotten. And one thing me and you have done a lot of the last two days is road tripping. We've been all over the place. But listen, the, our better halves. I guess uh, you know before we cut out there for the break, uh, didn't hear what we uh, didn't hear what we said, and uh, the better halves left us at home, or we left them at home. And we we had the crab legs and prime rib, and we left them at home with the pizza and you know the, the little stuff. You know, I wasn't worried too much about you know leaving. Then when you work in this sport, um, you know you definitely have to take some uh, trips and be away from home. I was much more worried about Hoosier Park and their bottom line. Once I saw us up at the buffet, <laughs> um, we definitely did 
did, did some damage up there and probably run their bottom line profit this year. All right, Ayers, let's talk a little bit about uh, you. Uh, people know you as the track announcer at Northfield Park. People know you as uh, horse racing, but obviously you have a wife and a daughter at home. Talk to us a little bit about that and how you got your start in the business. So, yeah, I do. I, um, my wife, Heidi, we've been married for about 13 years. We have a daughter, Annie, who just turned seven on the 15th. And, um, you know, I have two stepsons that are uh, 18 and 19. One just started. He's a freshman at The Ohio State University. Uh, I serve on uh, my city council in my hometown of Marion, Ohio, where I've been there for, I'm in my 12th year doing that. And that's why on Monday nights, uh, you do hear Michael Carter announcing the races at Northfield Park. That way I can go to my uh, city council meetings. And I even do taxes and, uh, you know, d- during tax season. So I stay pretty, pretty darn busy. Listen, listen. You keep uh, Bozich out of jail. Why didn't you tell him that? You keep Mike Bozich. Isn't that right, Mike? I, I heard the IRS was at your door, and Ayers had to help you out. <laughs> yeah, they're crawling through the fireplace. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, race number eight is up next, guys. It's the money maker for Trotters, and you guys were talking a little bit before the break about some of the horses that have made breaks and things of that sort. A horse that I kind of like it here, uh, Mike, is the uh, trainer, a trotting trainer of, so, so, so of sorts, and that's the two Treviso. Uh, won a division of the Liberty Bell in Harris, Philadelphia. Was fourth in the uh, was fourth in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes final two. That's all money. And uh, fine-tuned Lindy, Mike. I think Treviso could potentially have a shot here. Nah, I'm not a big fan of this horse. This horse, this was not a very big field that this horse beat last time. And uh, two starts back, she was off the qualifier. She did show some speed. She got shuffled a bit, but that's all money. Was a clear winner there. But I do want to tell you, in that race, two starts back, that Cool Canes has come back to win, as you know, at the, the Little Brown Jug. You guys saw saw her. And the fine-tuned lady has come back to since win as well. So the field that that's all money beat, and I guess you could say the field that Treviso finished fourth to uh, has performed very, very well. But I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of this horse. I think this horse is kind of tailing off. I think she's kind of a one-trick pony. She's got to be near the front end. She's got to have the trip or soft fractions. And if anything goes awry, then uh, she seems to have some issues. But uh, if you're looking for a horse that uh, can I think improve. What about number five, Sunshine Delight? Now, I'll tell you what. She's one for 12 last year. She's one for 11 this year in the win column, but she still has banked $225,000, and I think she will go up from the five to one odds. So if you guys are looking for something underneath, maybe five, Sunshine Delight, and be behind three, that's all money. But this three is easily the one to beat if she stays flat, guys. Easily the one to beat. That's a big if. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Let's take a look at the moneymaker, three-year-old filly, a trot, purse $160,000. The one is future secured, future secured, future secured uh, for trader Stefan Lane. Picks up Yannick Dingraff for the first time is uh, Okus Fonstead uh, was the trader driver leading up to this race. Uh, was second at Lexington, Mike, or excuse me, airs against a uh, pretty, uh, pretty decent field, but made a break at the start and came flying back late to finish second. This uh, could be a, a potential winner here two horse uh treviso off of a win at the uh, liberty bell uh last start out a thirty thousand dollar stake race charlie norris a good uh trainer driver for the trotters here he's up in the bike this horse is made just shy of three hundred thousand dollars a horse that mike likes is the three that's all money that's all money's had a little bit of trouble staying flat for trader jimmy tactor uh made a break in the elegant image added lasix two starts back uh when she won the pennsylvania sire stakes final if she can stay flat she may be the one to beat 
Four Horse Ice Attraction comes off of a win at a $22,000 overnighter at Yonkers. Lucas Wanstead is going to be uh, handing over the lines. He's been doing the driving here. Andrew McCarthy will be in the bike for the first time. Tell you what, this could be a big week for Andrew McCarthy. He just won the Jugget on Wednesday. Number five, Sunshine Delight. uh, Another Stefan Land trainee uh, picks up Brett, the Hitman Miller. This three-year-old filly by a credit winner. Uh, was seventh in the Hudson, was second in the Zweig after finishing a tenth after making a break in the Hamiltonian Oaks and uh, winning the third in the Hamiltonian Oaks elimination. Number six is Evelyn. It's another Ocus Fonstead trained horse. Aaron Merriman has the drive. A three-year-old at Bay Philly was fifth in the Hudson at Yonkers and won the a division of the Zweig stakes at Vernon Downs. Number seven is Overdraft Volo. Overdraft Volo is trained by Julie Miller Ayers, and I'll tell you what, uh, this is a, another potential contender in this race. Yes, it is. A horse that was a winner two starts back in uh, 54 and has uh, come here tonight. And I, you know, it does draw the outside, but, um, you know, definitely anything can happen in the three-year-old Philly Trotters. So real quick, before we, before we go any more into this race, Mike, Mike, you've done these live remotes uh, plenty with plenty of times. And this is Ayers' first one. He's had like three people walk up to him and ask him if his name is Mike. <laughs> and so, well, that one was that one was Tom Charter is a big name in our sport. Um, so, you know, and I had well, I had a guy earlier that asked if asked if Gold Chief Bob was here with us tonight. He wanted to meet him. <laughs> didn't care about meeting uh, Gary. Didn't care about meeting any of us. He wanted to meet Gold Chief Bob. All right, Mike. Uh, what do you think of this race? It's the money maker to feel the three-year-old Philly Trotters. Well, listen, before we uh, get into this race, I do have somebody that wants to say hi. So can you come here, Mr. Benjamin, and just say hello, world, in the mic. Just say hi, Ayers, and hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> he's he's wanted to say that. you got to say hi to Ayers, too. Hi to Ayers. Hi, okay. Benjamin. How are you? He just wanted to say that, and, and i got to tell you that he really likes number three. That's all money as well. And I'll tell you what, this horse is going to be very tough to beat, guys, if she could stay flat. Now, she's only made one break. I know there was a three-quarters. Uh, Jimmy Tactor, I trust Jimmy with everything, obviously. He's a great, great trainer. So I think number three, that's all money. If she brings what she brought to the table two starts back, she is very close to being a lock. If she trots like she did two starts back. I think she probably would get off three to five, four to five. I like five sunshine delight underneath. She's another one that made a break at three quarters in the Hudson, but she did finish second in the Zwag to Evelyn, who was right alongside her for driver uh, Aaron Merriman. But I do think five sunshine delights a good horse to put underneath. Like I say, I mean, only one win in 2016, one win in 2017, but she's made over $225,000. So she's basically made her way from being underneath and another horse guys one future secured broke at the start at Lexington made up a lot of ground that was with Christian Lind in the bike now you've got Yannick Jingra and Aka Swanstad's been driving this horse as well barn change uh, to Stefan Lind who is now training this horse did finish fourth address to impress an easy passer two starts back in the stallion series action which is a step below Pennsylvania sire stakes action but easy passer was an easy winner just the other day and I believe vegan Hanover came back to race well too second start off about a month layoff, I think one future secured with first-time Shingra can be a lot tighter in here and finish underneath two. My money here is three with one five. Heavy exactos, guys. Now, in the field of seven, you just went through three horses and didn't touch the one that I like, which is the four <laughs> horse. 
Ice Attraction, a horse that has been first or second six out of 12 tries this year. Oka Swanstead has been driving the horse. Andrew McCarthy gets on it tonight. Comes off of a win at Yonkers where she just got around the half-mile track. She should be able to get around a 7 eighths track with no problem either, but I, I'm on the four-horse ice attraction. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Peter Lurie likes the six. Evelyn here, this is a driver that me and you know pretty well uh, in Aaron Merriman. He picks up the drive for the first time for trainer Okus Fonstead, and uh, this horse won this wag two starts back. I tell you what, if uh, she repeats that performance, she could definitely be a contender, and she's definitely the right price. Although I you know, guys, top- I, uh, let, me, let me throw this at you real quick, guys. Ayers, I just want to talk about your topic really quick. Number four, Ice Attraction. If you look back in late July, this horse was racing against Ariana G and not embarrassing yourself. And this horse also was racing against Walner and way at the bottom back on the 2nd of June at the Meadowlands, finished a very good second Ariana G. So you could be onto something here, Ayers. A 9-2 might not be too bad of a value. All right. Well, we're getting ready for post time for uh, the Hoosier Park's eighth race, the Moneymaker. Three-year-old Philly Trotter is going for a purse of $160,000. Right now, that's all money is the current favorite at 3-2. to two. And uh, really a wide-open betting board after that. We're going to take a very quick timeout. When we come back, it's the Moneymaker on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich in the Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios. And right now, it's time to send it out to racetrack announcer at Hoosier Park, Steve Ross, with the call of the moneymaker, three-year-old Philly Trotters, for a purse of $160,000 at Hoosier Park. Steve? beginning here. Fast to start from the middle of the pack by Ice Attraction. Ice Attraction stepping right out. Evelyn to the outside is on the attack early. 
Future Secured comes away third. Treviso to the inside is fourth. That's all money. Coming out in fifth, Sunshine Delight and Overdraft Volo. The early trailer as they step into the first turn, racing to the quarter mile marker. Evelyn up front has secured the lead, leading by two paps the quarter at 26 and four. Evelyn, the Muscle Hill Philly, leading down the back stretch. Right out of the pocket comes attraction so McCarthy moving early with her a nice attraction of the outside will take the lead from Avalon meantime the future secured trots into third inside of fourth Chaviso then moving from fifth that's all money next to sunshine delight and over draft Volo at the back of the pack as they arrive at the halfway point it's ice attraction leading the way 57-1 for the halftime and on the attack comes Trevinoris with Chaviso and she'll quickly take the lead. The muscle massive filly now, clearing a length and a half too. Treviso leading to the upper turn. As they approach the three-quarter mile marker, ice attraction to the inside is trapped in the second. That's all money to the outside. Is on the move from third. And Sunshine Delight drafting nicely on the outside. Set to swing three wide. Evelyn is locked and shuffled. 125, one past three quarters. Treviso leading for home. They'll lead a length and a half to the outside. That's all money. And here comes Sunshine Delight and Brett Miller. Sunshine Delight powers up to take a short lead. Sunshine Delight kicks away two. Treviso to the inside, trotting in second. Evelyn coming on through to the outside. Future secured. But at the wire, it's Sunshine Delight. Sunshine Delight wins the moneymaker in 153 and 1. All right, congratulations to Sunshine Delight. Uh, let's turn it over to uh, Michael Carter and the Airs Ratliff live at Hoosier Park. And guys, I really liked Sunshine Delight, 7-1 to one on the board. I did not like her to win. I thought she was better served underneath, but that's all money came up empty. And uh, Sunshine Delight was able to take it at 7-1. to one. And obviously we uh, can't pick up Mike Carter and Ayers Ratliff uh, live at Hoosier Park, so we'll try to connect to them in one second. But uh, once again, Sunshine Delight, a horse that has pretty much made her money, $225,000 plus from finishing second and third quite a bit. This time she was able to sweep on by to uh, get the job done. That's all money had to come first though, but Treviso didn't race too bad, brushed to the top and uh, was able to set pretty solid fractions. How about Future Secured rallying on for place? So we like three, that's all money with the one Future Secured and five Sunshine Delight. And I guess if you box the three, you're in pretty good shape with a seven to one and 27 to one shot second. But congratulations to Sunshine Delight, the three-year-old Philly bike credit winner, Cantab Hall on the bright side. Uh, last four starts, she has made $43,000, and uh, she is trained by Stefan Lind, one of two Stefan Lind horses. As a matter of fact, Stefan Lind runs 1-2 in this race. First time Yannick Shingra on one future secured. Uh, I'll tell you what, that paid off very, very well. So another good exacta here, 7 to 1, 27 to 1. We'll have to see how that pays out. We'll get the prices and the payoffs, and we'll get more from Hoosier Park with uh, Mike Carter and Ernest Ratliff after this timeout on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Here at the stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. 
Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike.com. Uh, post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. And once again, you can find Hoosier Park Analysis on post time with Mike and Mike.com. And guys, once again, this exacta was given out at post time with Mike and Mike.com $340 with uh, Sunshine Delight on top, Future Secured second, guys. So honestly, if you're following the picks at post time with Mike and Mike.com, you're doing quite well. Hey, Mike, you might have to uh, share that link out uh, and tell everybody about it. I'll tell you what, you're doing a fantastic job. Listen, this is the only time I know that you, uh, you haven't picked the 210 horse. Well, actually, I did like number three, that's so money on top, but I, the top two contenders were one future five. So in all honesty, you had to use a little bit of imagination. If you box the three, then you're living life very nicely right now. All right, I'm ready to water. You see, you see, everybody is asking about water. Water? Yeah, water. See, they they take care of us over here. I know you're you're over there, but I tell you, where they're they're treating us good over here at um, Hoosier Park. But you know, getting back to the race, I, w- I well, a- actually, let me let me ask you guys a question. Are you sure it's water they're bringing you? I'm sorry. I said, are you sure it's water they're bringing you? <laughs> You wouldn't know it by how that I've been handicapping. That's that's for sure. Um, but I tell you, and I could not hear Steve. I didn't know if he said new or tied the track record. But that is um, it, at least tied the track record for three-year-old Philly Trotters here at Hoosier Park. So just you know, ultra big. We're going out into the winner's circle now. Uh, Michael Carter standing by with uh, Super Brett Miller. Super Sunshine Delight raced extremely well. Uh, made a break in the Hudson, but was second in his wag to Evelyn. Talk about your trip tonight. Uh, she's, she's got a lot of gate speed, and I was actually going to use her gate speed. And when it looked like I was going to get a follow, that's all money out of the gate. I said, well, I better take that opportunity and just follow her because I felt like she was probably the one, the, you know, the main one to beat. Now, Brett, a lot of horses tonight have won on the lead. Were you a little bit concerned being off the pace? Absolutely. And, and in my opinion, the, race, the, the reason why, the track is pretty firm tonight. And when, when, you, race, when you race on a track that's firm, front-end speed is very good. All right, Brett. Well, congratulations on winning the Moneymaker with Sunshine Delight. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you back here for the Breeders' Crown. Thank you. Congratulations. Guys, back to you. All right. Thank you very much, Mike Carter. The winner's circle with uh, Brent Miller, driver of number five, Sunshine Delight. You know, as we talked a little bit about this right before the race, and if you look at the win column on Sunshine Delight, it's not all that impressive. Still, somehow, she was able to make $225,000. A majority of those races were, you know, finishing second, finishing third, finishing fourth. And uh, she came off the pace tonight. She usually shows a little bit of early foot, but she was able to get that cover from That's All Money. That's All Money did not bring her A game. She was able to loop around, and uh, they were able to get past the tiring Treviso. And, and like I say, you know, I've, I've watched Treviso a number of times at Harris, Philadelphia, in the Pennsylvania circuit. And if this horse don't get the right trip, she is just not very effective. And she had to brush and work hard tonight, and uh, they were just able to get by her. 
Yeah, and you know, with Sunshine Delight, you, you brought up her two wins with $225,000. Obviously, she's facing good horses and big purses because you don't make that kind of money unless you're racing for a lot of money. And with horse racing, you, you know, even when you come here and it's a hodgepodge of horses coming from a lot of different places, you got to kind of judge them by the company that they keep too because good horses race against good horses. And um, she's obviously a good horse. All right, well, race number nine coming up at Hoosier Park is the Jade Lobel, the Kentuckiana Stallion Management, going for a purse of $200,000 with a field of 10 with number 10, GW Show Faith. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys, they're racing them pretty quickly here at Hoosier Park tonight. We're only six minutes away from a start. They are. They're rolling them pretty good. And, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, we are worrying about second place money from a wagering point of view here because number two rainbow room is very 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 good and her effort two starts back at harris philadelphia when she ended 151 and two against come see the show was a more impressive effort than was her pennsylvania cyrus stakes championship win last time when she won against scuola hanover in 152 and two that was a very easy win but she showed a lot of hard two starts back with a major brush and she was beaten come see the show had her beat and she had to fight back to win and i think that was the missing ingredient to her ball game a lot of people didn't think well maybe you know, she's clear on the front end. She's much the best, but can she show heart? Can she dig down? She answered that challenge. And I'm going to tell you what, I have been one of the big detractors of Rainbow Room over the last couple of weeks, but no longer. She is the real deal. And if she stays healthy, she is going to be a mare for a lifetime, guys. She is. She's done, you know, her very first start out, she, um, she lost by a head. And since then, she's done nothing wrong at all. She was even scratched due to a sickness, but she came back with a big win after that. And, you know, this horse, at the point that she has started winning, she gets, gets the job done. And some horses just know how to find the winner's circle, and she looks to be one of those. You know, guys, it's uh, another good, interesting thing here. Uh, if you're looking at breeding, Sun Beach somewhere, Rainbow Blue, I mean, this is a, uh, this is a winning combination uh, in sure a breeding line. And I'll tell you what, if these two can continue to uh, match up like this, you may see some more Sunbeat Somewhere and Rainbow Blue horses in the future. Well, Ayers and Mike, they're coming onto the racetrack for the Kentuckiana Stallion Management for two-year-old affiliate Pacers. Again, this was a, uh, this was a race last year won by Idyllic Beach, uh, and two years ago was won by two-year-old horse of the year, J.K. She's a lady. Let's take a look at the field. The one double-A mint is uh, trained by Ron Burke, the Burke Racing Stable, and Weaver Brissemi owns. Uh, has won four races this year in seven starts, including a uh, big win at the Meadows after finishing fourth in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes Championships. Well, the Crawfords are here tonight to watch the two-horse Rainbow Room. They're hoping to get their picture taken. Uh, Joe Holloway sending this one and uh, David Miller in the bike. Number three is by Hanover. Trainer Brian Brown is uh, trying to extend his big weekend after winning a jug heat yesterday with Fear the Dragon. Uh, this two-year-old filly by Well Set is coming off of a victory at the Delaware, Ohio County Fair. The four-horse major special lady coming off of a win from the Meadows last time out. Uh, and, um, you know, earned almost $90,000 so far. Ron Burks in this one to post for driver Tim Tietrich. The five called icon has been on and off of LASIK. Last race here at Hoosier Park two starts ago was sixth. It's going to take a big effort from called icon. 
Xfinity Beach, the uh, six horse, Ron Burke, another one uh, coming out of his barn, Sam Widger in the bike, um, only has two thirds and eight starts, but does show some promise if you look at the lines. Number seven, strong opinion, Matt Kikaley for Ron Burke. Um, has a win last time out, coming home in 28 and 1. Um, should be okay in here tonight. Race number eight is race number eight. <laughs> number eight is real uh, fine. Uh, is another Ron Burke trainee. Has hit the board four of eight starts this year with a mark of 54 and 2. Alexis Power, a winner two-star back. Scott Zeron in the bike for trainer Jim Campbell, earning almost $65,000 um, currently at 21 to 1. Number 10, GW Showface for the Mark School Barn. Ricky McCumber Jr. in the bike. It's a home horse here at Hoosier, but draws 10 and post 10 at, at morning line 50 to 1, going off at 32 to 1. All right, guys, that is the field for the 2017 Kentucky and a Stallion Management for two-year-old Philly Pacers. Again, there's some, there's, this, there's some big names that have won this race before. Idyllic Beach last year, J.K. She's a Lady uh, two years ago. And J.K. She's a Lady actually went on to win Horse of the Year as the first two-year-old to do so in uh, quite some time. First two-year-old Philly, if I remember correctly. This is a pretty, uh, pretty going to be a, I don't want to call it a tough field because it's not really a tough field for Rainbow Room. Uh, airs, but Rainbow Room draws the inside as one five of six with the only falter coming in the Pennsylvania All-Stars in her first career start. It's going to be really tough to beat her here. Absolutely. You know, sometimes as a horse racing fan, you don't even look for the horse you can make money out of the window or anything like that. Sometimes when there's a superstar budding in the sport, you really want them to come on and continue to um, be a headliner in the sport. And that's one thing the Rainbow Room can be. And she looks like she can be one that can carry the torch, um, you know, forward for, for, for harness racing. She's, you know, one of several that, you know, is just really good. And, uh, you know, you got to stay behind her. You know, we talked to Al and Michelle Crawford earlier tonight, and they were really high on Rainbow Room, Mike. Uh, we had a chance to sit down and talk with them for a few minutes. Uh, super great people. Uh, you know, I think we both agree that they were very, very, very Extremely nice, good extremely people. Extremely nice people. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting how high they were on Rainbow Room. This is just one of a couple of horses they have in here tonight. And uh, the Crawfords do so much to support the sport of harness racing. Mike, it would be uh, great for them to be able to pick up a win here against this group. Absolutely. From a wagering standpoint, guys, I think we have to look at who we can put behind Rainbow Room to make this thing play. And I'm going to tell you what, right now, three to five is a value on this horse. And how many times can you say that? But uh, if you look on, if you look for who we can put underneath, number nine, Alexis Power, uh, she had an unsuccessful brush last time. And she finished fifth. I thought that was a halfway decent effort in the kindergarten. The third place finisher in that race, Rain on Me, was a very impressive winner at Harris Philadelphia today. So uh, Alexis Power will have to overcome post nine, but I think she does have speed to at least get some kind of early spot. Uh, number one, Double A Mint. I think she's a logical behind Rainbow Room. She's probably not going to give you too much value right now. But 25 to one shot three by Hanover can. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you go back to the effort, guys, back on the 8th of August at the Meadows, she was a strong second favorite to Rainbow Room. And she made a move at her. She finished third, made her special lady, who's the four horse, finished second in that particular race. So she, she, uh, she tired a little bit, but uh, she does have some ability. She did have post date against Rainbow Room back in the fourth in the Pennsylvania Science Stakes Championship at uh, the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. She raced decently. She closed a bit, uh, finished three and a quarter lengths off Rainbow Room. Since then, uh, she won uh, kind of a soft race at uh, Delaware, but did her form improve 
in that particular race. That's what you have to ask yourself. If she did come forward a little bit, and you do have trainer Brian Brown, who you could never throw out, I think yeah. three by Hanover can be a very decent, uh, logical price to put behind two Rainbow Room. Right now, if you're looking for a price, I'm two with three nine here. If you're looking for a trifecta, I'm two with one three nine. You know, you bring up Brian Brown there, but holy cow, if you look at Ron Burke, he's got five horses in this race. Yes. And, um, yeah. You know, I, I like um, behind the two horse, I like Burke, Burke, Burke. So I'm going to go two over a, a one, four, seven. And, you know, I think it's going to be a, you know, Burkefield exotic behind uh, the horse that should be the winner. Guys, it's, uh, you know, in these type of races, you can make money with the two to five shots. You just got to build the ticket the right way. And I think uh, so far you guys have, I think I'm going to go a little bit, maybe a little bit different, you know, because I like to pick, you know, a little bit more prices than Mike and a lot more prices than Ayers. No, I'm just kidding. Because I I have to do your tip sheet sometimes. And, you know, the, you know, the prices come a little bit more from your side of the table than mine. So, you know, we we just know, we know you like to pick them better, but I'm going to go two with the one, four, seven here. Uh, Same as, same as you. And I'm also going to throw the eight in there. I thought you said you were going to go a little bit different. (laughs) I lied. It sounded a lot like my ticket. I lied. I lied. All right. They are going to the gate for the Kentucky. Kentucky at a Stalin management for two-year-old uh, Philly Pacers. It's the Jate LaBelle live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Let's send it upstairs to Steve Cross with the live call of race number nine. $200,000 the line. Steve Cross with the call. Steve, the traffic gate and the gate is moving. It's post time at Hoosier Park. The Philly Pacers on them behind the gate. Through the stretch. Here they come. And they're off of the Jake LaBelle. From the outside, a strong opinion stepping right out. Out of the center of the track is Alexis Power. From the inside, a double event. Away in fourth, it's Colt Icon. Rainbow Room to the inside, McPack in fifth. Major Special Lady on the inside. Racing in sixth as they step into the first turn, coming away seventh. GW Chauffeur. Out in eighth, it's by Hanover. But it's Xfinity Beach on the trailer. Real fine. 26 and 2 the opening quarter. Haley has strong opinion. The well set Philly leading the way. But up on the outside, double A Mint and Jingra. And double A Mint wrestles the lead away from strong opinion. Back of the inside, racing in third is Alexa's power. Followed to fourth by Colt Icon, who's found a seated line. And Rainbow Room is ready to go from fifth. Trying to flush that cover sixth. As they come to the halfway point, it's Major Special Lady, 55 and 4. Was the halftime and double A myth of betters to like Philly. Philly the like and a half. Strong opinion. Getting the pocket treat and waiting. from Strong Opinion. Back of the inside, racing in third is Alexa's Power. Followed to fourth by Colt Icon, who's found a seat in line, and Rainbow Room is ready to go from fifth. Trying to flush that cover sixth. As they come to the halfway point, it's Major Special Lady, 55-4 and four was the halftime. And double A meant the betters delight Philly. The lead a length and a half, Strong Opinion, getting the pocket treat 
and waiting in second there with the Lexus Power. Next in third, and here comes Rainbow Room, underway from fifth. Rainbow Room is now fourth. Now she's third and closing in about two and a half lengths off the leader. Double Amen, who comes to the top of the stretch with a length and a half advantage on Strong Opinion. 124-2 past three quarters. Double Amen leading for home. Strong Opinion angles off her back. Rainbow Room to the outside. Time running out for her and Miller going to work. They less than an eighth of a mile to go. Double Amen clings to the lead. Strong Opinion outside Rainbow Room picking up speed now. Enter her outside. Major Special Lady down to the wire. Rainbow Room and Rainbow Room prevails at 152. And once again, we talked about the heart of Rainbow Room. And guys, I'll tell you what, Rainbow Room, and this was not an easy victory for Rainbow Room. She looked like she was defeated as they were coming down the stretch, but she now has the ability to dig down deep, and I think this is what's going to make her a very special horse, guys. Yeah, Mike. I... She is, and that's what I was saying earlier. I really think that this is one that can be a star in the making. If she stays healthy, if she she stays sound, if she keeps racing like this, she's really one that is going to be a star in our sport. And I think that, you know, I love when people get, you know, get, get behind her and, you know, horses like foiled again, can't carry the torch forever. He's getting, you know, he's getting some age on him, but I really, really like the, um, you know, future of this Philly. Yeah, no go, uh, go ahead, Mike. The group, uh, Ted Gore to the group said they told us they'd be back. So uh, Rainbow Room and the connections are coming into the winner's circle. Alan Michelle Crawford, the winning connections. Tell you what, Rainbow Room raced extremely well, uh, Mike. You said it best. Uh, it looked like this horse could definitely uh, potentially be beat. And, uh, Rainbow Room really fought on like a champion. Yeah, but I, I actually have to disagree with you. I don't think she raced well at all. I think she dug down deep in her heart to pull this one out because it looked like she was beating. She was beaten, and Dave Miller really had to kind of remind her to keep going and keep her mind at task. And I'll tell you what, when she does put it all together, when she does get this speed and this heart all on the same page, I'll tell you what, she's going to be a very, very special horse. So, I mean, I, I don't know, but from my perspective, she looked like she was beaten on not only one, but a couple of occasions. I mean, when she was coming in the stretch, it kind of looked like she didn't have no go, and then she had to recall upon herself again when Major Special Lady was flying at her on the outside. I, I don't know. This, this horse is really something special, guys, and I'll tell you what, when she puts her freakish speed and her freakish talent together with her heart and her mind, boy, I'll tell you, she is going to be a very special horse. Hey, hey, Mike, especially she is. She's kind of like a wiggle jiggling. She's jumping up in the air in the winter circle. Uh, obviously, everybody having to uh, stand back here. We're going to have Alan Michelle Crawford here momentarily. Ayers, talk about uh, what you saw in this race. Rainbow Room looked absolutely fantastic and uh, showed a ton of grit late. You know, she did. And, you know, I know usually after the race, um, you know, Bozich sits and talks about how great the Tandia camping was. But I believe I said two over four seven, and um, you know I'm going to sit here and say may not have paid the most, but you can cash a ticket on it. <laughs> Mike, are you laughing over about what's going on over here? 
why. Actually, I am. And I'll tell you what, Eris, here's how it works. See, when, when I do good, I can brag. When, when you or Carter do good, it's the team that does well. So, you know, it's the, it's the whole team that, that picks it up. But, no, good picking out there, Eris. Major special lady closed really well. Strong opinion race very well. Like I say, I'm standing by my opinion. I don't think Rainbow Room raced all that well. I think she had to dig down for some heart. And, but on the same token, I think that's what makes her very special. Absolutely. And you know, what counts is winning. And absolutely, you know, right? It doesn't, it never says didn't race well on the check because she just, you know, she just went one for a purse of $200,000. So, you know, she, she raced well enough for a six figure check to roll out. No question hey, uh, about Mike. it. Well, Mike Carter, I think, are you making your way to the winner's circle uh, to, to get involved with this uh, hot and heated horse? Because uh, I know you're, you can't be scared of horses at times. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of horses. I was around Wiggle It, Jiggle It there for a uh, long time. We're standing here live with Michelle Crawford. Michelle, uh, talk to us a little bit about Rainbow Room, some beach somewhere uh, out of Rainbow Blue. Listen, this might be a deadly combination going forward. Deadly combination. She's been amazing. Um, we were asked to come in on her, and we had experience because we had Blue Beach last year. So pretty excited about her. And we have actually her sister that we bought last year at the Lexington sale is in full to always be Mickey. So we're, her success is obviously going to be amazing for the family. Now, Al, obviously she had to dig down deep here. Uh, she's one on the lead, and we really haven't been able to tell if she had the heart just yet because she had, didn't have to fight. I'll tell you what, she had to fight tonight, and she proved she, uh, she was all about it. She, she did have to fight. She made me nervous coming through the line there. I, I kind of like to see them off the pace a little bit so they're not just always on top. And uh, So I thought she put in a good mile. Really. Now, the one thing about the track tonight, obviously, is it's been very speed favoring. And the last couple of races, horses coming from off the pace uh, have done well. Were you guys worried at all during the mile, or was, uh, did it look pretty comfortable? Uh, I wasn't worried until the stretch. It's like about midway after the stretch, I started to panic a little bit. But uh, she dug in well, and with Dave, he seems to know how to measure it pretty, pretty accurately, too. All right, guys, congratulations, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys back here later on. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. Mike, guys, back to you. All right, thank you very much, Mike Carter. Congratulations to the connections of Rainbow Room getting the job done. Guys, we are getting closer to the Hoosier Pacing Derby, which is the main event. It's race number 11, but we're also getting closer to this pick five, which encompasses races 10 through 14 and includes the Jenna's Beach Boy, which starts here at about seven minutes for three-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers. And uh, Ayers, I'll tell you what, here's an interesting scenario because here we have Huntsville at three to five. Huntsville, of course, made the harness racing headlines by not going to the Little Brown Jug, a race that was not won by Fear the Dragon or down by the seaside. And, Eris, let's start the discussion with this statement. Do you believe Huntsville would have went to the breeder? Excuse me, would have went to the Little Brown Jug if? Hunt, if he knew that down by the seaside or fear the dragon was as susceptible as they were. Well, one thing you have to always remember, and, you know, Ray Schnitzker has been around the sport a long time, is that it's a horse race. And horse races are not run on paper. They're run on the racetrack. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that you will never, ever know. But before that, I do go forward. I just got a text here from home, and I do want to 
take a shout out to my daughter Annie. I, I mentioned her on the program earlier. She uh, she just turned seven years old, and I know yesterday she was saying, "Daddy, I don't want you to be a whole state away." So she is listening in tonight. So I do want to say hi, Annie, and I love you, and you'll be going to bed here pretty soon. Hey, Mike, uh, we'll give a couple more shout-outs here in just a minute. But uh, real quick. Hey, wait uh, wait a minute. Hold, hold on a second, Mr. Carter. Ayers, can you tell my little one it's time to go to bed too? Because it's 922, and my five-year-old's <laughs> having problems going to bed right now. So maybe you could uh, put that message over the loudspeaker so all the kids this age can hear it. <laughs> well, well, listen, uh, we've got Emily Gaskin. She was on her way back from the Winter Circle. Listen, you've been running – all over the place all night. Uh, talk about uh, some of the racing. Uh, it was speed favoring to begin with, and now uh, it looks like uh, a little bit of closing speed may be able to uh, come back on them. Yeah, you know, I, I, I suspected that's what would happen. This track holds an unbelievable amount of water. So after the first few races, I think a few horses were able to get over it. They were able to work it up a little bit. And I think that's why we see some more horses coming from off the pace. Uh, but, you know, I think that really plays into strategy, especially for these drivers as far as the post positions are concerned. Uh, you know, we've seen Yannick on the front a few times. And, uh, again, I think, you know, this track, it does seem to have a little bit of bias on days. But today it's just super fast. Uh, again, our track crew does a great job. I can't believe the amount of water this track holds. It was downpouring at one point. I, I think you guys were here. It was uh, sunny on the south side of the track and uh, pouring, torrentially downpouring on the other side. So, uh, but again, yeah, you know, I, I expected that. I think, uh, you know, we'll see a little bit of everything. Uh, and, you know, that's what I love about this track, especially with the passing lane, the long quarter mile stretch. Uh, it really separates the men from the boys. Now, listen, we came into your office. It was sunny, sun shining. He sneezed and it just exploded. I don't know what happened. But listen, let's talk real quick about race number uh, 10. Uh, race number 10 is the Jenna's Beach Boy. It features Huntsville. Uh, Huntsville is at one to two currently. I think it's a little bit of a low price against some of the Indiana Sire Stakes champions. Yeah, you know, I think this is really going to be an interesting race. Uh, I think I suspected, I mean, I think this horse will go off a heavy, heavy favorite uh, just for just for the sole fact of his resume. But, you know, we've seen this track. Uh, it does take a time or two for these horses to really get acclimated. So I think it's going to be interesting. The thing I do I think works in Huntsville's favor is he's kind of one of those horses that has a big gait. Uh, he looks like a kind of a long, rangy type of horse. Maybe not a high speed, a high turn of speed. Of course, we've seen him leave off the card pretty quick. But I think he's more of a bigger gated horse, and I think this track will suit him just fine. All right, Emily, thanks so much for taking time to uh, have us here and uh, do an interview with us. We appreciate it. No, we love you guys having you guys out here. You guys do a great job. Keep up the great work. All right, that was Emily Gaskin. And uh, listen, she does a little bit uh, or a little bit of everything. No, she does a lot of bit of everything. All right, let's take a look at the field. Uh, myself, Ayers Ratliff, and Jess Scott will take a look at this field for race number 10 is the Jenna's Beach Boy for three-year-old Colt and Gelding Pacers. Number one is Ocean Colony at Lasix, two starts back. And uh, listen, this horse has really responded. Uh, raced in the Simcoe at Mohawk, finished second by five lengths to Art Scene, and then was second last week at Mohawk as well. Uh, the two-horse Beckham Z-Tam comes off of two straight wins, has won three out of the last four, won 10 of 15 this year. This horse knows how to get the job done. He's coming off of two straight wins here at Hoosier Park. I know he's uh, not going to be the favorite, but Ricky McCumber Jr. is in the bike for trainer Jamie McCumber. The three Meadowbrook Tiger comes out of the Irv Miller barn for John DeLong. His morning line odds of 25 to 1, but has beat some pretty nice horses. It is a Hoosier Park home horse. has a mark of 50 and 1 and over $100,000 made this year. Number four needs no introduction. It's Huntsville, owned by the Schnitker Stables, Crawford Farms, Gewurz, Arnold, and Ray Schnitker does the training. Tim Tietrich is in the sulky. Uh, it's kind of faltered over the last couple of starts. It's currently two to five on the board, and uh, it's going to be a tough race here for Huntsville. 
Uh, number five, then Captain Velocity, uh, in for trainer Trent Stoller, has six wins of 20 starts lifetime, uh, made over $65,000. He's a 30 to 1 morning line, 27 to 1 on the board for driver Tyler Smith. Number six is Rock and Tony, and we saw this horse in the Carl Milstein Memorial at Northfield Park. Uh, he finished six, but was uh, parked most of the mile. We really didn't get to see just how good he was. He returned here to Hoosier Park in his last start, and actually uh, has uh, raced pretty well since coming back home. Jessica? Uh, number seven, Sports Column for Brett Miller out of the Blake McIntosh barn. Has been one, two, three um, pretty much all last of his starts. He comes from the Scioto Downs Jug Preview. Draws post seven is um, 22 to one right now, but it looks like he fits in here. He has a mark of 50 and one up at Mohawk, which is a similar racetrack here, so I think he fits well. And then we're going to run out the field then with the eight-horse art scene uh, for trainer Tony Alanya. It's driver Scott Zeron coming off of a win in 149-4 and four at Mohawk in the Simcoe, but he does draw the outside post here today. All right, that is the field for the 10th race, the Jenna's Beach Boy for three-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers. Mike, take it away. Well, I do want to say, and I know we've got a, a badly uh, needed commercial timeout that we have to thank before the start of this race, but this does start the pick five, guys. So uh, if we want to talk a little bit about the pick five, I think now's the time to do so. I think four Huntsville is extremely beatable in here. This one to two uh, favorite, uh, not for me, guys, not for me at all. Seven sports column, I think, has a shot to beat him. This is a horse that has been slowly getting better. I like the effort two starts back. I like the fact that this horse made a good rush down by the seaside last time and the filibuster hand over the second place finish obviously went on to uh, etch his name in history as he won the little brown jug uh, last uh, or yesterday at the Delaware, Ohio and eight art scene has been super. This horse should have won the messenger Barely lost it down by the seaside. It was many lengths passed down by the seaside shortly after the wire. And followed that up with a dominating Simcoe win. I think Art Scene is the one to beat in here, guys. I think this is the horse at 5-2 to two that is major, major, major value. And he is keyable in the first part of the pick five. I Huntsville's a good horse. I want no part of him at one to two looking ahead in race 11 this is the hoosier park pacing derby guys and if you're looking for the pick five and if you're looking for a quick price i think six boston red rocks is certainly playable this horse has not been able to get off the schneid in 2017 but he's been right there i like the effort last time i think he's got a big shot with 10 mcwicked who beat him last time relegated to the second tier and rock and run uh, I don't know. This horse has been very formful. I'm looking for a bit of a bounce from him. I think Check Six has a shot as well. Um, race 12, I think one Cuffling Hanover's got a shot to upset Hanover Hanover, but I wouldn't blame you if you keep Hanover Hanover there. In race 13, uh, one of the overnights, this is a pretty good field. I think there are some prices to be had. I think, uh, obviously, Rock of the Ages, the Seven and the five, Dandy Dune, are a big time, uh, big time horses to beat there. But I do think number ten, Big John Hoon, has got a big shot at a price, a big brushing move last time. If he can ration out his speed to complete a mile, I think he's got a shot to uh, get in the pick five. And then race fourteen, it's hard to get around the chalks to Brooklyn's Justified and Seven Thunder Noise. This is an extremely hittable pick five. If you can beat Huntsville and if you can beat Hanalore Hanover in this pick five sequence, you're going to get paid and i think both are very possible of happening guys in my opinion though i don't think that you can beat either one and i know that you 
We're saying Huntsville is not for you. I'll take him all day long and tomorrow. Um, he's just he's just a good horse, and in my opinion, he's just faced better and beat better than anybody else in here. And you know, I you know, I just think Huntsville is hands down the best horse in this race, and is a bigger single than Handle or Hanover is in the in the pick five. In 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 my opinion. But he's one to five, so I am definitely not alone in what I think. Well, listen, I think you're both are wrong. I should pick the same horse as you just to be funny. <laughs> but uh, I think you both are wrong. Guys, I'm going to go. You're probably going to think I'm nuts. I'm going with Beckham Z Tam. Yeah, thanks. I'm going with the two uh, Beckhams Z Tam. Uh, the hometown favorite has won two straight, one by four lengths in the Indiana Sire Stakes last time out in 150 and one, came home in 26 and four. If Huntsville flops, I think the two Beckhams Z Tam has a shot to defeat this field at 10 to one. We're about to find out what's going to happen. One to five, currently on Huntsville. Driver Tim Tietrich in the bike, the insider Peter Lurie, Emily Gaskin, and the morning line. And ours truly, Ayers Ratliff, all love the four Huntsville. We're about to uh, find out. It's the Jenna's Beach Boy live from Hoosier Park racing in Casino. Let's send it to the press box upstairs, high above the stands. It's Steve Cross. Fifth, 
down to the inside, sixth Meadowbrook Tiger. Arriving at the three-quarter mile marker, Huntsville, their first, 122 and one. They make the turn with Huntsville. Huntsville leaving for home. Sports column in hot pursuit in second. Angles off is back to challenge. And here comes Sports Column at the leader's wheel. Huntsville digs in. Sports Column to the outside. Out of the center of the track, Beckham Z-Tab and Art Scene with less than a 16th ago. Huntsville responding to the challenge of Sports Column. It's Huntsville. Huntsville Sports Column. Huntsville. All right. Well, Huntsville did take care of business. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys. I thought seven sports column had him when he popped pocket there about mid-stretch. But uh, you guys were right. Huntsville was in a position where he had to dig down. And, uh, guys, he takes the tennis beach boy. Hold on. I don't think we were right. It must be midnight because he said he would take him today and tomorrow. Huntsville really dug in late there. (laughs) Yeah. How's your big five ticket looking there, Mike? Uh, well, you know, listen, you got it. Well, hold on a second. Now, you got to put four Huntsville in. I didn't say not to put Huntsville in. I said you had to back him up with a couple of long shots. He wasn't Absolutely. a key. And uh, I'll tell you what, the sports column was a neck away. I was definitely a little disappointed by Art scene, though. Uh, I didn't think there was much excuse for his for his poor performance. Uh, he tucked in well. He wasn't uncovered for very long, and he just did not race well. So, But uh, once again, guys, Huntsville was put in a position where he had to dig down, and he did. So give him a lot of credit. Momentarily, what Ray Schnitker's wardrobe department has picked for him to wear tonight. <laughs> we won't comment on that, okay? <laughs> so, so he's coming back to the winner's circle here. Lots of people going out to the winner's circle for Huntsville. I think a lot of people came to support this horse. And, you know, he is a really, really, really good horse, nearing $2 million in purse earnings, a mark of 47-4. Yeah, no question about it, guys. And uh, obviously, let's uh, let's not hide about it. I mean, trainer Ray Schnitger made some uh, – Made a lot of headlines when he made the comments about not going to the Little Brown Jung, but he came here and raced at the Jenna's Beach Boy, and, and obviously, you know, two heats, uh, potentially three heats or more heats uh, had uh, something to do with it, but uh, let's give Ray Schnitger a little bit of credit for uh, race placement here. I mean, he, he found a, a pretty good spot for this horse, and uh, I'll tell you, this is not the Huntsville of earlier on, guys. I'll tell you right now, I, I don't believe that this horse is f- as formful as he was when he was facing down by the seaside or Fear the Dragon. But on the other side of the token, we always say this, it's a long, long season. And I think the fact that we're here in September, nearing October, and the horses that were dominant early, Fear the Dragon, down by the seaside, okay? Neither won the Little Brown Jug, and Huntsville had to work like heck to beat the... Uh, it wasn't an all-star field here in the Genesis Beach, boy. So this just goes to show that it's a long, long season, and horses are athletes, and they get tired as that long grind comes to an end, and I think that's proof in the pudding with uh, these three three-year-old superstars. You know, it is. And, you know, to be completely honest with you, I thought the horse would even look a little stronger in the stretch than than he did. And, you know, you know, when some horses win, you can say that they never had an anxious moment. This horse had some anxious moments there. And, um, you know, there was there was some questions several times when a couple horses tipped that you're like, oh, man, is, are they going to go around him? And, you know, bottom line is that they never did. Um, but, you know, he got the job done, I think. 
Michael. I'm working on an interview with uh, Tim T. Drake and Connections. You know, guys, uh, they were very confident coming into this race. Albert Michelle Crawford, I talked to them off uh, off the air after the last race, and they were super confident about Huntsville. And I'll tell you what, he raced extremely well. You know, it's really nice, too. This horse has earned almost a million dollars this this year. And, you know, when a horse like like this wins and you see it, you know, a, a whole number of fans run down by the winner's circle and they're, they're, they're taking pictures of him and they're trying to turn around and take a selfie with him behind him. It is really nice when a horse draws attention from fans. And, you know, Huntsville definitely had the attention from everybody here when he was in the winner's circle because they were just completely gathered around taking all kinds of pictures. And, guys, I do have to say, from a wagering point of view, I think that $22 exact is very generous because other than Huntsville, I think the only other two contenders in this race were Sports Column and Art Scene, and they came 4-7, and that exact was uh, $23. So I thought that was uh, very generous of the, on the exact to payoff, guys. You know, and honestly, for him to go off 1-2, to two, I thought that was uh, relatively generous by looking at the, at the race on paper. Obviously, handicappers can uh, look at things differently, but I think we're going down to the winner's circle here. Um, uh, Mike is standing right with uh, Tim Tietrich to uh, give a talk about the race with Huntsville. Ayers, I, I, listen, I think I got your favorite driver with me. You always talk about how much you love Tim Tietrich. I, I have and, uh, an autograph listen. program of him when he won. Um, He's got an autograph program. Okay. <laughs> listen, let's talk a little bit about Huntsville. He come back off of a little bit of a break. Uh, I don't want to call it a flop in the Pennsylvania Sires Stakes uh, final with third. And respectable third and uh you know the last two starts have been kind of flat he comes back tonight and uh looked very strong uh in winning this race yeah the last leg of the star stick he just absolutely run away with me he got a bug up his butt and uh you know he had a very bad day and you know, in the Sire State final, me and Ray talked. I said, if he's going to let me, I'm going to race him off the back. And they just went a slow half. And, uh, you know, the Jugat winner and, and stuff were battling up front. And, you know, he, he still pays 48 and a piece, you know, at uh, Chester. All right, Tim. Well, congratulations. We know you got to get back to the back to drive in the next race. Uh, we're also joined here by uh, Rockin' Ray Schnitker. Listen, Ray, took some time off. Come into tonight after a uh, respectable third-place effort. Tim said, uh, you know, he kind of got a bug up his, up his bug. Talk to us a little bit about Huntsville and uh, his return here tonight. I thought he raced really good. He was very steerable, nice to drive, and he's done a little bit with uh, steering issues, but he was very good tonight. Um, I didn't actually think he raced that bad last week. He won, if I had to win the race, he would have had to go to the front. It's hard to front run every week because they keep coming at you, but uh, one thing about him, when he gets to the front, he's tough to get by. Now, obviously, uh, we got a couple more months left in the year. Do you have any sort of plan out for him, or is it kind of like, you know, just take it slow and see what happens? Oh, no, we race. Uh, we're going to Lexington, and then um, I think we got the Breeders' uh, Crown here, and then we got the Matron, and I think we got another race here. I'm not 100% sure, but now he's got about eight races left, so hopefully finishes the year good. Well, Ray, he proved he liked this racetrack tonight. Congratulations. Yep, thank you. Back to you guys. Holy moly, Ayers, did Ray Schnicker say he's got about eight races left this year? That's what he said. So I think we're going to be seeing oh, plenty, plenty more of Huntsville. So I know, you know, we talked about earlier about horses maybe getting tired in a long season, but um, this is the 13th race, and he's got eight more to go. So he's, he's only a little better than halfway through it. 
Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. When you get into this situation, guys, you always have the three-year-olds that start to be late bloomers. And I think sports column, the second-place finisher, actually fits into that column. I mean, this horse is bred very good. Sports writer by Walton Hanover. This horse had a good two-year-old season uh, and has only got 12 starts as a three-year-old. And like I said, made a really good race of it airs in the jug preview when he raced it down by the seaside of filibuster Hanover, of course, who won the uh, little brown jug. But, you know, Mike Carter, I don't know if you can hear me, Mike, but I was hoping that you would ask Ray Schnitger if he knew the ultimate fate of Down by the Seaside and Fear the Dragon and the Little Brown Jug if hindsight was twenty twenty, if you would have raced in the Little Brown Jug. But then again, it's a PG show, so you might we may not have wanted the answer. Listen, no shot am I asking him that. No shot at all. Listen, we listen. We are a family related show. I understand. I, well, 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 Benjamin's almost asleep. asleep and <laughs> well, listen. Everybody else is giving their uh, shout out. Listen, I might as well give. Uh, well, everybody felt bad for her yesterday at the jug. They said, "I don't know how they can how you, they can handle you." Yeah, Michael. Michael drags ev- his fiance to everywhere he goes. She just <laughs> she sits up and she sweats and she supports him. And you know, I I doubt he goes to her work and no. sits there and tells her good job. But that's what she'll do for him. I don't. Well, you know what, Eric? Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm, listen, Mike Carter, young young dragon, I'm going to tell you something right now. That's going to slow down as time goes on. I will guarantee you. Know, you. He, he took her to a county fair a, a couple weeks ago, and Uh-oh. he came and he, he said, Kate had a really good time. And I said, I'll tell you a secret. She didn't. <laughs> well, listen, Kate, Kate's sitting at home, and uh, listen, she's enjoying her night in. She's enjoying yes. her night in. We talked about this on the way here. So she's enjoying her night in. Away yes. From her. yes, and I will guarantee you that one thing that does she, she does not have on is this program. Oh, she does. Trust me. Because, uh, oh, she baloney. She does her, not yeah. have this on. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not married yet. Remember that. Oh, oh, she, she's still anyway. on. That's right. There's still time for her. <laughs> Right, it's still time for her to come through. Anyway, let's okay. We're getting off track. Let's get to race number eleven. It is the Hoosier Park Racing Derby. It is the reason why we're here. We got a field event, and yes, the Hoosier Park (laughs) Racing Derby. And I'll tell you what, guys, this is a great race and i'll tell you what these free from pacers have been getting it done all year long you've got a field of 10 10 mcwicked starts from the second tier and i never thought that i would actually select this horse on top because i've been this horse's big biggest critic but i think number six boston red rocks has a realistic chance to get the job done in here. I was really impressed with his last effort. He towed McWicked into the race and was outfinished by McWicked. I think the trip could work out a little bit differently with McWicked starting from the second tier. And one thing that uh, I think needs to be considered is that Boston Red Rocks has some tactical speed. And other than Rock and Ron, there isn't a whole lot of speed in here. But I am not happy with the 8-1 to one odds. I need 15-1 to one or better on six Boston Red Rocks to consider guys you know i'm on the three horse in here all bets off currently at um 11 to 1 matt kakali into drive and you know i've i've heard matt talk about this horse in years past and he really credits this horse to advancing his his career and really teaching him a lot about driving and a lot about uh, racing and you know all bets off and you know, he's faced the best of the best, and he's got a lot of seconds and thirds to a lot of the really, really good horses. And I don't think that All Bets Off has really ever received 
the credit that he has been deserving of through his entire racing career because he's just faced really good horses like your Wiggle at Jiglets and your Always Be uh, Mickey's. And he still earned $2.6 million. And, you know, he's six now. Maybe he's getting, you know, a little bit more age on than a few others in here. But I really like All Bets Off. And when I really gained a ton of respect for him, was in the Battle of Lake Erie at Northfield Park when he had post eight, finished second, I believe, to Wiggle at Jiggle on that year, but just raced super. And he's raced super so many times, but gets second or third in a lot of the big races and he just hasn't grabbed a lot of the headlines. You know, guys, you know, in the Hannah contest, the Hannah Handicapping Contest, I actually selected all bets off. I figure one of these days I'm going to get a really big price on him. I pick him just about every week against this group. And, you know, uh, Hopefully we'll get a price on him. He's currently eleven to one, so twenty-two dollar horse wouldn't be uh, too bad. Actually, twenty-four dollars before Mike uh, interrupts me and uh, tells me I'm wrong. But the two Rock and Ron uh, was second in the Ewert to McWicked, and Peter Lurie brought up an interesting point earlier about McWicked for uh, trainer Casey Coleman. Uh, since coming back into the barn of Casey Coleman, he's been racing pretty well. I think McWicked could stack up well against this group. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think so, guys. Go ahead, Ayers. I, I got a comment you know, about McWicked, but go ahead. Austin Red Rocks. I think he figures into the race really strong too. I actually went three two six um, with some, you know, with some nods going to the one uh, check six for fourth. I went three two six one for a straight ticket. Obviously, I like some boxes or keys possibly, but um, you know, I mean, McWicked is good. I, you know, and I don't know what. You know, and maybe I should, but don't don't know what his total story is. Where he, uh, you know, took some time off. He only had four races last year, but you know, has came back pretty strong. Maybe not the McWicket he was when he was three, but uh, you know, definitely can is still a big contender. Just when the you were at Sayota last week in forty nine and three. Guys, now one thing I want to say about McWicket, he does start from the second tier, and I don't think that's going to matter because he needs a cover trip to get him close. So. And he's only won one of his last five races. He is completely dependent on the cover flow here. And that's why I think Boston Red Rocks has a little bit of an opportunity here. If Brett Miller can get this horse out and rolling early with Rock and Ron, I don't think there's really a whole lot of other speed in, the, in this race. Then McWicket is going to be dependent on how successful the cover flow is. And I'll tell you, I do not like horses that are dependent on certain situations. And uh, I think McWicket is actually one of the horses. I mean, I think you have to use him underneath if you're playing exotics with exactly strong supers and so forth. But, uh, you know, listen, if this race does not turn out in his favor, then I don't think uh, the four to one odds are, are worth it. And uh, I don't think four to five odds on Rock and Ron are, are absolutely worth it. I think that is way undervalued. I think number six, Boston Red Rocks, has a big chance. One check, six has a big chance. And I think there's uh, your choice. All bets off has a huge chance as well. All good prices. You know, Jessica Otten, for the first time ever, I think, has put together a uh, ticket for us together. Look at this. Hold on, wait a minute. Flip the program over. Look at this. She's got, like, exactas and tries and everything written down. Jessica, who do you like here? I like the 10 McWicked. He raced really big at Toyota. He comes the inside to get for the win. When he was here and racing in the damn patch, he wasn't quite healthy. They said he bled over LASIK, so I think um, he'll be better tonight if he's on his A game. I also am a secret fan of all bets off. I know he just raced on Monday but horses like that, it doesn't really hurt them to come back and race like that. So I like the 10 and 3, and then I go to the 2, Rock and Ron. Um, he's just a fast horse. He likes to come home fast. He was second 
S Iota down. So I go 10, 3, 2. All right. They are on the racetrack for the Hoosier Pacing Derby. $160,000, $20,000 guaranteed trifecta pool. Here's the field of one check six. Trained by Ron Burke, owned by the Burke Racing Stable and Weaver Bersemi. Was third in a dead heat, only missing a lake in the Ewert to Rock and Ron and McWicked. The two horse Rock and Ron coming off of two almost wins. Got two runner-up finishes, both by a neck. Uh, the Canadian Derby and the Ewart his last two starts. Um, nearing $1 million in purse earnings, Ron Burke uh, trains for driver Yannick Gingra. The three all bets off coming out of the Ron Burke barn. Ron Burke got really easy in here, drawing one, two, and three uh, for Matt Kikaley. was third Monday, and I think that was a tightener for him tonight. Number four is Manhattan Beach. Is trained by local trainer Walter Haynes Jr. Has won three straight, including one against um, Open Two Company. I tell you, has a mark of 49 and two at the Meadows as a three-year-old. Five Horse Delta winner uh, comes for uh, driver Scott Zeron, trainer Mark Silva. 13 lifetime wins, almost $900,000 in earnings. Uh, currently 10 to one on the board. Uh, the six Boston Red Rocks for Steve Elliott and Brett Miller. Um, coming off of a three, uh, third dead heat at Sciota Downs, there's a driver's change of Brett Miller. Um, I think he'll be okay in here going off at 9-1. to one. Number seven is Missile J, and Missile J picks up the services of Tim Tietrich. These two get along extremely well. Was raced last against Foiled Again and others in the Invitational Handicap at Freehold, going for a purse of $10,000. Driver's change from Pat Bear to Tim Tietrich is a pretty significant one. Uh, 51 to 1, currently the eight night pro owner, trainer, driver, Dale Decker, uh, who's had this horse, I believe, his entire racing career in almost $800,000, a mark of 149 right here at uh, Hoosier Park. Number nine is Matt American, and Matt American was third against Witters Over Company at the Meadows. The last time this horse was at Hoosier Park was in the Haston Memorial, was eighth missing by 10 lengths. Could be tough for Matt American. And completing the field, the 10, Mick Wicked, comes off of a win in the Ewart at Cider Downs last time out. Uh, David Miller in the bike does draw the uh, second-tier post 10 for uh, trainer Casey Coleman. That's the field for the Hoosier uh, Pacing Derby. We've got just a few minutes uh, left until post time. Mike, let's take a very quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have the Hoosier Pacing Derby live from Anderson, Indiana. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. 
Want to sport the coolest Breeders' Crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as racing resumes on Friday, September 8th for two weekends of live harness racing action. Then Thoroughbred Racing begins on Friday, October 6th, 2017 and runs through November 11th, 2017. Then Harness Racing will resume on Friday, November 17th and run through the end of the year. For more information, simulcast schedule and more, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Mike Williams back in the post time at Mike and Mike Studios. We're set to send it out to the uh, Hoosier Park Pacing Derby, going for a purse of $160,000. Ten great free-for-all paces with ten McWicked starting from the second tier. Our broadcast team on site, Mike Carter, Rez Ratliff, and Jessica Otten. And, guys, I have to tell you, I was looking at the horses during break and uh, some of the horses that look really, really good on the racetrack. And I know this horse is a complete bomb right now. It's 68 to one night pro. I think this horse looks fantastic on the track. And just for that reason alone, I think you may want to include him third and fourth in uh, your exotics. All right. 75 seconds left to go on the countdown clock. And uh, we're just uh, moments or seconds away from the Hoosier pacing, uh, the Hoosier pacing derby. Once again, a field of 10 uh, free for all pacers. This has been such a great competitive division uh, right now. And the four to five on the board right now is rocket Ron guys. Can you hear me? They are lining up behind the gate right now. Just about 15 seconds till start time. All right, let's head it upstairs to Steve Cross for the live call of the Hoosier Pacing Derby. the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. From the inside, check six fires hard off the gate. Rocket Ron looking to drop it behind. Now he goes. Here he comes. Rocket Ron is underway early for the outside and he'll take the lead. So check six checks back to the inside second. All bets off is out in third. Inside racing in fourth as they uh, step into the first turn is McWicked. Next in the fifth, Missile J followed by Manhattan Beach. Then comes Nitro back of the inside, Math American, and on the inside, it's Dr. Winner, who trails the field as they uh, turn to the back stretch. 26-1 for the opening of quarter time, and up front, it's Rock and Rob, the little length. Check six, a stranglehold of the pocket second there. All bets off, follows along in third. McWicked is flushed to the outside, and Miller gives him the green light. He's on his way as they hit the half in 54-4. Onto the far turn, Rock and Rob with the lead to the outside. Challenging in the second now. Here comes all bets off as McKeeley will engage the leader. On his back, McWicked is well placed in third. Down to the inside, check six, blocked at fourth. Then to the inside in fifth comes Missile J. Boston Red Rocks to the outer flow with Manhattan Beach. They arrive at the three quarter mile marker. 
Rock and Ron leading much of the way here. Three-quarter top 123, they make the turn. Rock and Ron to the outside, stepping by. It's all bets off. All bets off to the outside, has taken the lead. Rock and Ron gives way, check six, and down to the inside. Here comes Missile J. They rust in a 16th ago. All bets off lead. Missile J coming at him and coming on with Manhattan Beach on the outside. To the wire, it's all bets off. That's off at 149. Missile J second. Manhattan Beach was third. Hey, Mike, I think me and Ayers uh, deserve a little bit of a pat on the back here for liking all bets off. He finally scores at a pretty good price, Ayers. It's uh, 7 to 1 on the board. So, there, you know, no shame in that game at all. You can miss the first seven and you're still even on the ninth. No, absolutely, Ayers. That was a fantastic pick. And Mike Carter, you mentioned him as well. All bets off. And I'll tell you what, he earned this victory. First over was grinding away, grinded away, all bets off. Missile J raced huge from the inside. And a good close by Manhattan Beach. I think, uh, Mike, you may have mentioned this horse as a, a little bit of a donk horse as well. But the hats off, guys. All bets off was really, really good. Jessica Otten picked this horse as well. And uh, I'll tell you what, this was a post time with Mike and Mike consensus pick and uh, seven to one on the board i give you guys all the props yeah, you, gotta, you know you gotta really got to give him some you know good good props i mean he didn't do it the easy way he didn't have a good trip he didn't you know he made it happen himself and you know this is his 26th win in 97 starts he's earned now 2.7 million dollars this horse is you know he's just come across some superstars but you know and like i said earlier this horse is better than he's ever gotten the headlines for being throughout his entire racing career. You know, one thing about this race, guys, was the fact that he was able to come off the pace to win. And uh, I think the track was speed favoring to start off with. It's now a closers type track. I have to agree with you, Ayers. You know, All Bets Off was a horse that I've picked in the Hannah Contest numerous times. And, uh, you know, he's kind of been back and forth, hasn't won in a while. He, I definitely agree with you when you say that he doesn't get the recognition he, uh, he deserves. Coming back to the winner's circle now, um, you know, obviously a, a whole group of smiling faces. And, you know, this, this, this Burke Barn wins and wins and wins. But the nice thing about winning is I don't think that it ever gets old for anybody. Well, guys, I will tell you one thing, and if you look at the wagering board, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but uh, I think we mentioned this uh, in the post parade. Rock and Ron at one to one was a complete wagering mistake. I, I don't think this horse was one to one worthy. And McWicket at three to one, we talked about this horse being very trip dependent, and uh, this horse actually had a good trip. He was second over, uh, right behind all bets off, and uh, completely didn't fire. So. You know, McWicket at three to one, I think, was a kind of a wager was a mistake. I mean, I think we we agreed that this horse had to be used underneath, but certainly not on top. But uh, all bets off at seven to one, grinded away to victory. And I'll tell you what, guys, if you look at the Bobby Killen memorials and you look at the horses that beat Imbitable Legend, first of all, we have to realize that Biddable Legend is a complete half-mile specialist. It's very tough to beat Biddable Legend on a half-mile track. And all bets off come from post seven, raced very huge in that race at Harrington. And uh, Matt Kikaley once again stuck with. Matt has been very, very super uh, driving around for horses and driving all horses lately, as a matter of fact. He's probably one of the go-to drivers now in the sport. And uh, all bets off, who was going to be retired. He was going to be retired at the end of last year. And uh, our good friend Mark Weaver and uh, the Connections 
of all bets off decided to uh, hold off on that, and I think they're probably happy because this horse has made more than a half a million dollars here in 2017. Yeah, I definitely completely agree with that. And uh, listen, we're going to have and a look at those prices. We, we, you guys look at those prices. Missile J, I thought raced huge. I, I don't think Missile J figured in any kind of thing. But uh, the the Exacta paid 360. The Dime Super <laughs> paid 700. All, uh, all bets off paid 1660. And I know you guys are alive in the pick five because you guys were all over Huntsville. And I guys, I know you guys were all over all bets off. So you guys are alive and winging in this pick five in a major way. But the, but the 50 cent try pays 900. So, um, you know, good prices all around. Hey, Mike, uh, Jessica Otten is going to have winner connection, winning connections here in a moment. Uh, Matt Kakeli and Frank Baldacino both in the winner's circle. Frank Baldacino doesn't make a whole lot of trips, guys. Tell you no, what, he, he made this trip to see his horse race tonight. No, he certainly does. And then, you know, congratulations to, you know, all the connections of All Bets Off. Uh, you know, we talk about Mark Weaver, Weaver Bursemi, Frank Baldacino, Pan Hellenic Stables, uh, of course, Burke Racing. This is a six year old uh, horse by uh, Better's Delight, Dexter Nukes by Umbro Penelope. This is a horse that just continues along. And, uh, you know, he's nearing the $3 million mark in career earnings. And, uh, you know, he was taken out of stud last year. Like we talked about, he was going to be retired at the end of last year. The connections pulled back for good reason. And uh, I'll tell you what, this has been a very entertaining uh, older pacer division all year long. I mean, all these horses have just been going uh, heads up time and time again. And uh, All Bets Off has been one of those horses that have been right there. And uh, once again, a very good price. Driver Matt Kikaley, uh down there for a, a word with him. A very happy Matt Kikaley. I'm here with driver Matt Kikaley of All Bets Off. Matt, he raced great first over. Did you think coming into tonight that he raced money that it would affect him at all? No, no. Um, he's he's a tough horse. He's raced a lot every year, and um, I wasn't worried about that at all. Were you okay with the tip you had to have being first over? I was actually wanting to try him first over, to be honest. Um, you know, Rock and Ron's been racing really tough, but I, I thought he uh, he should have won at Sayote. He got a little tired. So, you know, to be first up on him, I, I love my chances there. And, um, you know, I, I was happy to give him a shot like that. Well, thank you. Congratulations. And that was Matt Kakeley, everyone. Guys, I'm going to try to get Frank Baldacino as soon as he's done with Peter Lurie. Uh, these connections of all bets off have raced extremely well. And Ayers, like you said, he just doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. Uh, you know, that's one thing I'm going to have to ask Frank about. You know, Frank Baldacino is down there now. This horse, uh, you know, his his connections of, you know, the Weaver Bersimi and things, you know, they're not just owners on paper. You know, I see these guys at the track day, you know, day in and day out to watch their their horses race. Truly lovers of of the sport, but uh, we're going to go down to Michael Carter now. He's got a uh, Frank Baldacino down with him. First up, I was like, "Ah, we're giving you know, we're giving the other." But I mean, oh my God, go ahead, Mike. It sounds like he's having some audio. Now, Frank, one thing, uh, been kind of closer specific tonight. It fit him on this race. A horse is not a grind. Matt just let him ride out there, and then when he, you know, looked rock and roll in the eye, he just kind of rolled on by, and, uh, you know, he was, had enough 22nd on the end of it. You know, 
to win it. So he went pretty handy. Frank, congratulations. Thanks very much. Guys, back to you. All right. Well, that was uh, Mike Carter. And uh, we got some kind of chopped uh, signals from <laughs> Frank Baldacino. You know, here's you a guy now? that very rarely comes to the racetrack. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> and then when we actually do have a chance to interview him, we, we get mixed signals. It's like getting signals well, from like, Planet Mars or something. But uh, nonetheless, hey, uh, I'll tell you what, it was a great effort by all bets off guys, completing the dub hey, and hey. the uh, Hoosier Pacing Derby. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? I got you. And now we don't have you. Anyway, race 12 is coming up, and uh, we've got about 25 minutes of airtime left. The Centaur Trotting Classic is coming up for a purse of $240,000, a field of 10. Number 10, Centurion ATM will be starting from the second tier. And uh, this is a very uh, another interesting race. It is like three of this current pick five, but another pick three starts here with exact trifecta and superfecta wagering. And obviously the main horse to beat will be number six, Hanalore Hanover, looking for her third straight win. She's just about done it all. Any kind of board appearance, I believe here would put her over the $2 million mark, make her harness racing, harness racing's newest $2 million earner. And that's coming up in race number 13. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, it's more. Congratulations to the connections of all bets off. Taking the Hoosier pacing derby on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Want to sport the coolest Breeders' Crown gear? Head on over to Hambletonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hambletonian.com. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain. Rehab. Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Mike Bowes in the post with Mike and Mike Studios. There's Ratliff and Mike Carter and Jessica Auden are live at Hoosier Park. Uh, just witnessed the big win by all bets off in the Hoosier Pacing Derby in case you missed it. And uh, gentlemen and lady, here we go. Race number 12, the Centaur Trotting Classic is just a few minutes away. There is a $20,000 guaranteed trifecta pool here. And I guess you could say a last chance pick three with a field of 10. Now, fellas, listen, you guys are from Northfield Park. Okay, we've got two guys from Northfield Park, Mike Carter and Ernest Ratliff joining us. Now, there's six minutes to post at Hoosier. Now, if your race just went official at Northfield Park, what would you guys be hanging right about now? Um, what would I hang or what would Ayers hang? What would you hang, Mike? Um, it would really depend on the other racetracks, but I'm going to go with a If it 12. was just you and Hoosier, if it was just you and Hoosier. Probably a 12. That's a complete falsehood. He would wait about four minutes and then throw a 19. <laughs> throw a 19? 
<laughs> Holy moly. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to it. The Centaur Tronic Classic coming up at race 12. Obviously, Hanalore Hanover is a big favorite here at 1-5. to five. She obviously deserves to be. But uh, I do think there are some horses that can contend. Cuffling Canover, I'm disappointed by the price, guys. 5-1. to one. I like the horse very much, but 5-1 to one is not worth it. J.L. Cruz, Mike Carter, who could be very well a... I think this horse could be a contender for the upset of the year uh, back at Plain Ridge in uh, the big race in Maine. Uh, remember that horse went off at, uh, gosh, what did he go up, about 40, 50 to 1 or something, and uh, was able to get the job done there? <laughs> did you hear Ayers? No, I did not. I had asked if you're trying to talk upsets again. Um, I just, there's n- I don't see any possibility of anybody in here beating the six. Um, I know that she's lost races before, but, you know, holy cow, is she good. Um, you know, I just think you're looking for values behind her. And, you know, going out on a limb as far as some value behind her, I went to the three-horse crescent fashion. Um, a horse that has shown that it gets around this track well, likes this track, and just added Lasix. Now, how much that will add to its speed, we will find out here, but it did qualify in 57. Last quarter in 29, it's going to have to do a lot better than that tonight. But I'm going 50 cent trifecta, 6 3 all, 6 all 3. Okay, hey guys, well, hold on a second, Mike, 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 before, but hold on a second, Mike. I just got to gotta rebut here because if you look at Hanalore Hanover and you look at her last five starts, she's been bet off the board in her last five starts. And how many of those five starts has she won? Two. Her last two. And that's right. And J.L. Cruz beat her back in the spirit of Massachusetts at Big Odds. She also lost to Pasithea Face and Emoticon Hanover, who, by the way, come back to win. But nonetheless, I do think she's beatable here, guys. Mike, what do you think? Hey, Mike, real quick, before I go into this race, a uh, quick programming note. We did say we were going to cover races 5 through 14. We're going to get kicked off at 1030, so this will be the last race that we'll be able to cover. Thank goodness it's the last stake race, guys, because, uh, you know, or else we'd be in a little trouble. But uh, the Century Trotting Classic, it's important to note here, guys, the two horses supplemented to this race, and for anybody to supplement to this race, you got to think your horse has a decent shot. The one coupling Canover for trainer John Booten, Shane, was second in the Crawford Farms to a game resolve. I think coupling Canover could perform here. And also, you got to look at the nine. I know my chip, who's a hometown, uh, hometown hero, so to speak. I know my chip. That's an Ohio bread. That's right. This uh, guys, as a matter of fact, this horse is owned by uh, one of our good friends, Brian McCarthy, John McGill, and uh, company. This horse, uh, I don't know. He, he's in deep here. Thirty-six to one, post nine with a trailer, stepping up against some world-class horses. I, I don't know, but but I will tell you one thing: Cuffling Candlewood five to one is it is not for me either. Listen, you you liked a horse earlier that was from post nine in a ten horse field, and it still came in. Yeah, that was Basquiat, and that horse is obviously had a lot more credentials than I know my chip. I mean, this horse is basically, uh, I mean, for crying out loud, this horse has been facing Indiana types, and now is going up against the likes of Hanalore, Hanover, Rose Run, Parker, Crescent Fashion, J.O. Cruz, Cufflink, Hanover, Homicide Hunter, etc., Centurion ATM. Uh, this horse, thirty-nine to one, is very, very undervalued. This horse should be at least eighty. 
Listen, I'll take the 39 to 1 all day and night, as Eric says, today and tomorrow. <laughs> I'll book well, your bets. I got to go with Bozich here, though. I mean, I think I, I know my chip. It's a good horse. It's not a great horse, and you got to be a great horse to win this race. All right, guys, they're getting ready to come onto the racetrack for the 12th race, the Centaur Trotting Classic. It's a $240,000 free-for-all trot. It's a $20,000 guaranteed trifecta pool, currently 1-5 to five on the board to the 6th. Hanalore, Hanover now two to five is uh, coupling Hanover is taking a little bit uh, more money and I think uh, we're gonna sit at zero for just a second before they come out. Well, I take that. I, I'm gonna eat my words there. <laughs> the Trotters are on the racetrack for the twelfth race, two hundred forty thousand dollars Centaur Trotting Classic. Here's the field one coupling Hanover, sold by Crawford Farms. John Booten Chain trains was second to resolve in the Crawford Farms. Been racing extremely well, well, extremely well. Has been hitting the board in the last couple of starts. I think Coupling Canover's got a little bit of a shot. The two horse in here, JL Cruz um, for uh, Eric L. And David Miller gets the call here, coming off of a couple on-the-board finishes and the um, Maple Leaf, and is currently at 10-1 to on the board. The three Crescent Fashion comes out of the Jamie McCumber barn for Ricky McCumber. Is used to the Sudor Park racetrack, adds LASIK, so we'll see what that does to him tonight. One of the four next, uh, Rose Run Parker, uh, out of the Ron Burke barn. This horse earned almost $900,000. Burke Racing Weaver Bersimi LLC for driver Mackie Cayley. Five in the field, Fly Jesse Fly, 30 to 1, currently on the board. It's going to be a tough trip uh, for Fly Jesse Fly and trainer Ron Otto. Picks up Trace Tietrick, though, and the last time that Trace drove this horse, he did win. One of the six horse, Hanalore Hanover, trying to be the first horse ever to win uh, this event twice in back to back years. Going to try to be the third year in a row that the girls will beat the boys here in the uh, free for all trots. Going, scoring for Ron Burke, trying to go over $2 million in purses, gets a Yannick Jingra on the bike. Seven Homicide Hunter from Chris Oaks Barn. Brett Miller gets the call. Doesn't look like he raced too great last time out. Looks like he got a rough trip. Other than that, he's hit the board. He's got a mark of 152 at Pocono. He should get around this track okay, even with the outside post. Number eight is Natural Herbie for Verlin Yoder. Has won two straight races, won three of his last four starts. Natural Herbie has been kind of hit or miss in these stakes races and could potentially show up at a decent price tonight. 38 to 1 is the price. The nine horse, I know my chip, one of three Ohio breads in this race. So Walter Haynes Jr. puts up Sam Widger in the bike, uh, coming off of an eighth place finish at Dayton last time out, but was a winner the last time when he was here at Hoosier Park. Number 10, Centurion out of the Akbe Sponsted Stable for Aaron Merriman. Right now at 68 to 1. Has to trail. Um, has been racing okay. Looks like it's hit or miss. He either runs or stays flat. Looks like every other start. So we'll see what he has tonight. Folks, that is the field for the Centaur Trotting Classing. $240,000 free for all trot. They'll go postward here in just a few minutes. 1 to 2 on the Big Mayor, Hanalore, Hanover. Guys, final thoughts on this race. Ayers, who are you going with? Final thoughts, Hanalore Hanover. I had said earlier, I'm going 50 cent trifecta, uh, 6 3 all, 6 all, 3. I'm going to say that the three horse right now, the almost the longest shot on the board at 70 to 1 with the addition to Lasix could hit the ticket. First time Lasix is a big betting angle that I love, and I think Crescent Fashion uh, could potentially show up. But I, guys, I'm going to go with the one Cufflink Hanover. Cufflink Hanover coming off of that. Sh- 
Well, I have to disagree with you, Mike Carter. I, I like Cufflin Candle, but don't get me wrong. But the Cufflin Candle for 3 to 1 is not a very good price right now. I mean, it was open for 10 to 1. You're getting the heavy favorite of Hanalore Hanover, and uh, Cufflin Candlebar is just way, way too low in the wagering for me. Um, I mean, if you look elsewhere to JL Cruz, I think 7 to 1 is fairly decent value. This horse uh, was runner-up to Hanalore Hanover last time. Uh, two starts back, finished third to Hanalore Hanover, um, you know, despite being used early, so I think JL Cruz can be possible. Um, and I'll tell you what, another horse, I think, Think that may have a little bit of a chance underneath guys is number 10 Centurion ATM. Uh, you know, I mean, this horse was used early last time, did go in 53 celebrity events. He's not too bad. Dason is so showed some minor ability against some of these types. So maybe from the second tier Centurion ATM at, uh, at big odds can uh, get there. Mike, go ahead and complete your thought. Can you hear me now? I got you. All right, listen, we got, Who's your buddy behind me and Ayers here? Okay, listen, it's the Centaur Trotting Classic, three for all, right? Pick, w- w- all right, clap of the hands. Who do you like here? Pick who you like. Pick which one. Forever, how many times for, for the number that he's got? All right, let's see here. He's looking hard at the program, Mike. Fly, Jesse, fly. So who's your buddy picks Fly, Jesse, fly to win the Centaur Trotting Classic? So uh, a bunch of different uh, opinions here, Mike, and uh, it's going to be an interesting race. Jessica, real quick, last one. Who do you think wins? Other than Hanalore Hanover, I'm going to go to the 7 Homicide Hunter. Mike, you've heard it all from here. I don't know uh, that we can really dissect this race much more. No, not too much, but uh, I will tell you one thing. Cufflink Hanover is extremely undervalued at 4-1. I like the horse, but absolutely no chance that I would consider this horse at 4-1. to one. I would not even consider J.L. Cruz at 6-1. to one. The only kind of value in this race, actually, I think, is Centurion ATM at 84-1, to one. and I think his chances of winning are probably not very good. But uh, right now, the way the board looks and the way the prices are, I would probably put Hanalore Hanover on top with Centurion ATM second and third in trifectas. That's the way I would do it, guys. Cufflink Hanover was my top pick on the website, but 9-2 to two is completely unacceptable. All right, guys, we are about to go postward for the final stakes race of the night. It's the Centaur Trotting Classic Free-for-All Trot, $240,000 on the line. Should be a fun uh, experience at uh, 42 seconds left. Now down to 40. Guys, 2 to 5 is the 6. Hanalore Hanover, 9 to 2 on the 1. Cuffling Hanover now 5 to 1, 6 to 1 on the 2. J.L. Cruz. Some, somebody taking a little bit of money here is the 7 Homicide Hunter. Maybe it's uh, some of that Crawford money airs. You know, I mean, Homicide Hunter is good. I'm good. He's almost, uh, almost a, a, a million dollar earner. Um, so you know, you can't take much away from Homicide Hunter at all. But I think the horse does like to mix it up early from the outside. He's gonna have to work a little bit hard. Um, but you know, Hanalore Hanover to his inside currently at two to five. We're getting five to one on the one, six to one on the two. The two's taking some action too in here. So um, you know, the the better's trying to go a little bit for outside of um, the heavy favorite. We're gonna send it up here to Steve Cross. Uh, with the call of the uh, 12th race, the uh, Hoosier Park, the Centaur Trotting Classic. Is that on? 
Is the volume on the TV? Fashion trots in seventh. Centurion ATM is next in eighth. Ninth of the inside. It's Flight Jesse flying after a break behind the gate as they uh, step to the backstretch. The trailer is Rose Run Parker, 26 and 1. Opening quarter. I know my chip up front leads the way. There goes JL Cruz, and Miller pops the pocket with JL Cruz, sends him up to challenge, and JL Cruz now taking the lead. I know my chip back to the inside, trots in second, and then it's Hanalore Hanover third, followed closely by Homicide Hunter Ford. Next is Cufflink Hanover fifth. Natural Herbie is right there on his back sixth. Crescent Fashion follows in seventh, a half, 54 and three. J.L. Cruz leading to the upper turn. Miller, a tap there from him as Handelor Hanover moves into contention. And here she comes to the outside. From fourth to third, she's second. But hot on her heels is another Indiana bred. Homicide Hunter, he's drafting well. Second over, he's third. Trapped to the inside, racing in fourth. I know my chip. They make the turn as they drop for home. Past three quarters, one twenty-three and two. And to the outside, Handelor Hanover forging to the lead. Homicide Hunter is there to the outside, challenging in second. Hanalore Hanover to the inside. Homicide Hunter still there, threatening with less than a 60 to go. Homicide Hunter. Hanalore Hanover to the inside. Homicide Hunter has just taken the lead. Here's Natural Herbie. It's Homicide Hunter at 151 and 2. And there, and there we go, guys. How about that? Number seven, Homicide Hunter, getting the hey, job Mike. done for driver Brett Miller and trainer Chris Oaks, guys. This was uh, quite an effort drafting off the winner, Hanalore Hanover, able to get the job done. Actually, I think the storyline of the race was ultra long shot, natural Herbie flying late. Hey, Mike, I think we're going to go down there here to the winner's circle. Michael Carter's got some pretty excited people he's with. All right. Hey, guys, real quick, I just want to talk to you. Listen, you guys have had a big night here at Hoosier Park. Let's step back here. You guys have had a huge night. I think this one, though, uh, means a lot more to you guys. Tell yeah, me about it. Yeah, it means a lot. We uh, own them all by ourselves, and he's, you know, he doesn't travel well. Uh, you know, he ties up. So, uh, you know, when he goes in the, in the central barn and stuff, uh, especially on a hot day like today. But uh, great trip I brought. You know, just great trip. It was fantastic. Michelle, I heard you screaming from the rail. What were you thinking coming down the stretch battling with Handel or Hanover? I wanted to make Hoosier Park proud because I know they all love him here, and I know they love Hanelor, but I he deserves this. He really does. Guys, congratulations. Go celebrate. Guys. So Homicide Hunter, the newest millionaire in harness racing, uh, just winning the uh, 12th race here at Hoosier Park for $240,000. 
Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I mean, but airs between you and Jessica. I mean, okay, so Jessica and you agreed with all bets off in the last race, and you guys talked quite extensively about Homicide Hunter. I know, Ayers, you were kind of locked on Hanalore Hanover. Jessica liked Homicide Hunter. So if she was able to key Huntsville, like you guys mentioned, with the two in races 11 and 12, then she could pretty much afford all in the pick five in races 13 and 14, and, and we're cashing. Absolutely. Um you know, I know she was saying earlier, um, you know, some about her handicapping skills, but um, I think she was feeling a little bit low about him, but she should be feeling pretty good about him right right now because she likes the seven. I, you know, I really, I didn't see anything but the six, but I tell you, you know, I mean, that's, that's why that you raise them. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Homicide Hunter, it's his 30th lifetime win and just 57 tries. So the horse is definitely a winning machine. And, you know, like I said, he's Harness Racing's newest millionaire. Absolutely, no question about it. I, I mean, Homicide Hunter raced raced really well. I mean, just tracked the cover of Hanover Hanover. Um, you know, I mean, a couple of horses come up empty. I like Cufflink Hanover at a big price, but I, I just thought the odds there were unacceptable. Uh, J.O. Cruz, uh, I don't know. I mean, this horse brushed. I mean, he should have raced a, a little bit better than that. Um, I mean, it was really a two-horse breakaway. I mean, Natural Herbie kind of drafted behind the flow. I mean, I know my chip was involved a little bit early, but, uh, I mean, hey, hats off the Homicide Hunter. Driver Brett Miller brought it today, and uh, I'll tell you what, like you said, uh, this is uh, Harness Racing's newest millionaire. You know, this horse qualified really well, Ayers, back uh, three weeks ago at Pocono and raced very well against Hanalore Hanover in the Maple Leaf Eliminations and then got the bad post in the Maple Leaf Final. And that was a race that Hanalore Hanover brushed to the front. And then after, you know, Hanalore Hanover brushed to the front, I mean, that was kind of all said and done. And, and Homicide Hunter really didn't have striking position. But you got to give a lot of credit to Brett Miller because uh, I'll tell you what, he put Homicide Hunter in great position today, able to track Hanalore Hanover and really give his horse a chance to get it done. Oh, you know, Brett's always going to give a horse a chance to to get it done. I think he's one of the, you know, one of the greatest out there. And he's one earlier when I first became the track announcer at Cider Downs, he was there. And I'd say he was just dominant there and, you know, really happy to see him go on and have the career that he's had because he is, he is a super, super driver. Hey, uh, Mike, Emily Gaskin is actually going to help us. Emily Gaskin is going to help us with this last interview. We're going to get super Brett Miller here in just a minute. Uh, He's talking with Peter Lurie, uh, the winning connections, Albert, Michelle Crawford, super happy. Uh, We could hear them uh, scream. Yeah, we're about 60 seconds, Mike Carter. So if she if she can do it in 60 seconds or less, she's going to be a great person. Right, I tell you, you know, Michelle Crawford, she's you one. Know, I love to watch her horses race, and she was, she was excited. And they were coming down the stretch. I could hear her louder than I could hear Steve Carter. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, uh, Brett Miller is uh, stepping away from Peter Lurie right now. We're going to bring uh, Emily Gaskin on here in just a minute. Hey, Brett. Hold on one second, guys. Hey, Brett. Yep, go ahead and try to get Brett. Real quick. All right, we got got 30 seconds. Here's Emily Gaskin with Brett Miller. A huge mile tonight by Homicide Hunter. Uh, we talked about the trip a little bit. I know you said you wanted to get him out of there. Uh, behind the gate, did it kind of unfold like you thought? Uh, yes, yes, yes. A little bit. I, you know, I, he was getting out of there good. I definitely expected Hanlon or Hanlon to get out of there. 
I definitely expected J.L. Cruz to get out of there. But I, I didn't expect uh, Sam Widger's course to get out of there as good as he did and keep going as fast as he, as he was at that point. So uh, when he was doing that, I actually was, was loving it because that was forcing Hannah Lohanna to be first over. So I, I, truthfully, I got, I got a little lucky. Yeah, lucky, but the horse, the horse dug in and raced really well. Coming around the last turn, looked like you had a lot of trot. At what point did you know you were going by Hanover Hanover? Well, to be honest, I've raced against Hanover Hanover quite a few times, and there's been times where I felt like I was going by her, <laughs> and you, you just don't go by her. She's so tough. But this horse, he was very, he was large tonight. When I tipped off his back, I, I didn't think I was going to get by her, but then when I got to her saddle pad. This big horse just kept digging. One thing we always talk about, the Hoosier Park surface can be a little biased, and it obviously, you know, may take a start or two. Do you think that played into this horse knew how long that Hoosier Park stretch really was? It, definitely. I, you know, these horses are very, very smart animals. And we all know homicide hunters win a lot of races out here. And uh, we all, and I'm sure uh, he knows where that wire is because he was digging all the way to the wire. All right. Well, congrats again on a good night. Thank you. Thanks again to Emily Gaskin. Let's send it back to you guys as we close out this big night of racing at Hoosier Park. All right. Thank you very much, Mike Carter. And uh, Ayers Ratliff once again. Uh, and obviously we're uh, off the airline, but this is going to go on the archive. Uh, the uh, 12th race is in the books. The Centaur Trotting Classic goes to uh, Homicide Hunter. Congratulations to the Connections. Chris Oaks for the Crawford Farms Racing Team and Brett Miller, the drive. There are still two legs left to go on the pick five. Obviously, you're going to have to, if you're still alive, you're going to have to uh, kind of keep in contact with the Hoosier Park live feed because they are, these are two overnight events. But uh, I'll tell you what, Ayers, it was a great, great night of harness racing. And uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Let's uh, get your thoughts. What do you think uh, was the... Uh, the uh what do you think were the top performers uh, tonight and uh i don't know maybe some of the duds well looking through here first you know i'd just like to say thank you um both to you and michael for having me on tonight this is my first time and really the first time i've ever done anything like this so uh hopefully i didn't embarrass your show too awful bad but um you know, to to me, the horse that stood out and one that I didn't like at all, um, but I just think raced so so good tonight was uh, Sunshine Delight. Uh, when she when she came out, she owns the track record here now and just you know just rolled up the stretch and you know was just just was rolling around her competition like that they were standing still late in the stretch and um, you know out of everybody that really raced tonight she stood out to me as um, you know the, the horse that I didn't expect but uh, you know for me personally I got to go um, best performer of the night to all bets off you know it's interesting you mentioned that all bets off was probably the best performance of the night I was really excited to see Huntsville come back and I'll tell you what it was actually a more competitive race they were really closing in on Huntsville there but I think Huntsville in the Jetta's Beach Boy was probably the event of the night for me what was the event of the night for you uh, Miss Jessica um, okay. <laughs> both of Hoosier Park Pacing Derby and the Free For All Trot were really nice races to watch I should bet because I did pick both of those winners <laughs> in that race those races so, but it was a great night of racing. It makes me really excited for the Breeders' Crown. Mike, guys, I would have to say the best the uh, best performance of the night was easily Rainbow Room, and she continues to win in different ways. You know, there was an old saying back uh, a long way back in the Chicago White Sox era where they 
they would say winning ugly. And basically, they didn't really have ways to win, but they just found ways to win. And I think Rainbow Room is finding ways to win. I think that's the mark of a champion. She didn't race well tonight, but I think she found a way to win. And that's the way going forward. That's the way to maturity. And I think, too, Rainbow Room is going to be uh, be a name that everybody is going to remember come years from now, guys. All right, guys. Well, it has been a lot of fun. A little over three hours. Is I can't believe Emily's still standing. She's walking back to the winner's circle now as they're getting ready to come onto the racetrack to the 13th race. We've had so much fun here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We'll be back on location Friday, October 27th, and Saturday, October 28th. Mike, it's been a lot of fun for Ayers Ratliff. Jess Scott and Mike Bozich on Michael Carter. We thank you so much for listening to us tonight. You got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.